warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 335. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Left and break the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Put over pop culture. Leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Only talent. It's the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're the leftovers. Jake, get in the mic there. Jesus Christ, you sound like you're, I don't know, you sound like you're talking through a solo cup or something. Yeah, it's still bad. I don't know, it's not fantastic. What do you think, Matt? Hey, welcome Matt Kirby. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You sound great. You sound fantastic. Professional rig I've got set up here in my armchair. I know. What is it? What, but Jake, what do you, what do you, what do you, what are you talking about? You talking about that, that, what was that thing? What was that little thing that Macaulay Culkin had in Home Alone 2? Oh man, I have no idea. Speaking of oh, the, the little walkie-talkie thing, that, that, that um, yeah, 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 the recording. Ah, I can't remember what it's called now. They sold them in stores actually, and it would change yeah. his voice, make him sound like he was an old, like a like an older guy, made his voice oh, yeah. sound deep and shit. Everyone fucking wanted that. I remember. Yeah, no, nobody's googling it though, are you? No. You li- <laughs> no, I'm, I'm too busy trying to adjust my mic. <laughs> Hang on a minute, I'll Google it. Fucking hell! <laughs> what you don't. Jesus Christ. It don't even matter. It. Don't, you know what I saw this week, and it just kind of like I don't know if it was disturbing, but also kind of funny. I was outside. I was near a pond, and there's a lot of geese in the at the pond, and I, geese are making like little geese noises, like or whatever the geese noise is, you know. Yep. And this child, a very young child, very young, was yelling, Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! At these geese! I, and I, 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 I was taken aback. I was taken aback in the moment. I was like, I don't know, like, how difficult is life gonna be for this child if he's offended by nature? I mean, that was just, it was like a ridiculous scenario. Like, it's a very peaceful, a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Sun shining. Beautiful pond. Geese, nature, wildlife. Shut up! 
I don't know. Probably having a domestic fight in the house. Cops probably getting called on them too. Who knows? <laughs> They're probably, probably yelling at the family dog or something. I don't, it was weird. Like, what the fuck? Like, is this kid gonna grow up and just like, be, I don't know, a mass murderer or something or serial killer or something? Like, what was going on there? There was, a, that was a situation. I didn't, I, I was just, I was taken aback, gentlemen. I predict he'll be a Fortnite grand champion. I don't understand years. that reference. I'm so I, I don't I don't I don't know what Fortnite is. I like I know it's a thing. Like it's a game. I'm just old, Jake. I don't know. I'm not hip yeah. to the. I'm not We're old. Old. I know. I, well, Jake. Jake is more into like. I don't even know. Like I don't. Even, I don't know what Animal Crossing is. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. Time <laughs> sink. That's all I know. What is it? It's a time sink. Yeah, yeah. People are just wasting their lives. At least that kid was outside yelling at nature. I mean, he's not sitting around playing Animal Crossing. Is there kids yelling at geese in Animal Crossing? Does that ever happen? <laughs> That's yeah, where it's come from. Close to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that kid was trying to replicate the game in real life. Maybe that's, is that what Animal Crossing is? Like you get, you get cross with animals. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! play it huh what's that <laughs> that's one way you could play it that way okay i i have no idea what fortnite is jake i'm sorry i bet that joke went over well with the millennials and gen z but i have <laughs> no idea what you just said with with the fortnite thing it's okay it's okay i knew i was reaching with it have it, you heard of untitled goose game untitled goose game yeah. No. Not at all. No, I have no Jake. I, 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 dude. I have. I just. I bought a Roku last year, dude. I mean, like, how? <laughs> I am not hip with the times, dude. Yeah, it was Is super it, popular a couple months ago. You actually, it's a video game where you play as a goose, and the objective is to be as annoying as possible. Oh, it's like, like Goat Simulator. Yes, but with the goose, and you're bothering gardeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. stealing picnic baskets, so and the geese, kids. the geese that that child encountered were like killing at that game. Yes, they were racking up the points. They were on fire. Oh my god, it was insane! I have never heard or seen anything like it before in all my life. Fuck you, nature. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh my god! I want to bring that kid to like the aquarium or something, the zoo. Oh God! Oh, take him to the zoo! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, the, the kid'll have a fucking meltdown. Get eaten by a lion from like yelling at it. Shut up, lion! Oh my God! Stop it! <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of Adam Sandler. Stop looking at me, Swan! Stop looking at me, Swan! Yeah. <laughs> That was funny. Love it. That was back that when. Was funny. That was back when Adam Sandler was funny. Remember that? Uh, Remember the, the, the Billy Madison days. Oh God! I saw that in the theater. Seventeen years old, saw it in the theater, laughed my ass off. Yeah. Yeah. No, same. That that wasn't so, a very big window of Adam Sandler being funny. It's basically two movies for me. Uh, it was well, it was two movies in Saturday Night Live. He was great on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, 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 I agree. Very limited, though. Like, I think you look back and think about all the great stuff, but it wasn't much. Like, he was barely in any sketches and kind of got all his meat as oh, a news he, correspondent. He did the Gap Girls. He was, uh, and yeah, I like, I liked them as Opera Man. And then, um, I like one of the, one of the very short lived, I love the Hurley He Boy. Loved the Hurley He Boy sketches. If you've never seen the Hurley He Boy sketches, you gotta watch them. It's, it's Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. 
and he's like he does like a like in one of them he does like a dog sitting service and he's like hi um yeah i, I, I just i just want to walk your dog that's all i want to do i have a dog sitting service you're gone i, I want to walk your dog i just let me walk your dog let me let me walk your dog please you're you're not there the dog wants to be walked i'll walk your dog and then chris farley comes in and he's like let the boy walk your dog <laughs> for the love of god and all things good let the boy walk your dog it was so fucking hilarious I've seen that parody somewhere, and I can't think where. Oh, it's but so now funny. I understand what the parody was. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There I go. I'm bringing it this all is, back this around. This is what happens you. when you grow up not not getting Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Oh God, you were you were you were robbed of childhood. I was. You, I, I was. Indeed. You, you were out there yelling at geese. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it yelling. has happened on occasion. Yeah. So I was listening. I was listening to a song on the radio this week. I listen to the radio when I'm working. And it's meatloaf. Uh, I, what was it? I, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Let me, let me play just this one, one part. I got a question for you. Hold on. Let me just play it here real quick. Bring it. Meatloaf talking yep. about his dick loaf. <laughs> and some days it don't come easy. And some days it don't come hard. Some days it don't come at all. And these are the days that never end. Like, is, is, is he, are we talking about a flaccid loaf here? I mean, are we talking about like, like, uh, he's in the act of trying to make love to a woman and He's trying to finagle his flaccid penis inside of her dry vagina because no woman's getting wet over a flaccid penis, right? I mean, is, very few. Is that what that's about? Like, he should be doing like fucking Viagra commercials at this point because of this song. Yeah, possibly I can see that. But maybe it's referring to more the 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 ejaculation point, and that he's not. Some days he comes easy. Some days he comes hard. Like, and then some days he's tugging all day long, doesn't come. Some, some, some days it don't come easy, and some days it don't come hard is what he says. Some yeah. days it don't come hard. Oh, so it's like just like a, and he's done? Just a dribble. Just a dribble. Just like, 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 a, like a baby spitting up. Yeah, like a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> like, a little, <laughs> like a little toddler. <laughs> getting sick eating that Gerber pee baby food and some days he's getting blisters because it just won't come at all uh, he won't come at all and that he's, yeah he's fucking rubbing that shit raw yep. <laughs> tubes and tubes of KY just, just doesn't come just slathering it on there 24 hours of five knuckle shuffle and he just, <laughs> just can't come oh my god the, the torture Maybe yeah, that's horrible. the thing he won't do for the love. Is that's why he's always carrying around that handkerchief. Oh, the spankerchief. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fucking! I don't know, man. The, the day, the, the day that I that I'm having problems downstairs. Oh my god, the day where I have. To, I'm worried about my eyesight. I'm losing my eyesight, my vision. I have perfect vision. I'm worried about that. But then there will be a day 
when uh, when my buddy downstairs is just not working the way I want him to. And that's just going to, it's going to terrify me, gentlemen. It's going to terrify me. And then I'm going to think about Meatloaf. I'm going to think about that song. And I'm going to be like, right, he was right. Some days don't come easy. Some days don't come hard. Some days don't come at all. And these are the days that never end. Do you think he's just like fucking working himself up into like a pool of sweat trying to bang this woman with his flaccid penis? <laughs> just, just, just in a, just, just, just sexing in a panic. And, and it's that not, man can sweat as well. This is, and it's not even, and it's just like, it's like, uh, and his penis is just like w- wriggling around. It's like, and it can't get in there. It's like, um, I'm trying to think of like a, a good analogy of trying to <laughs> put something into something and it's not working. Trying to put the toothpaste back into the tube. <laughs> yeah, that kind of works. That kind of works. Oh man, I don't know. This is stupid. I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> it was a bad idea. Why not? Oh man. Oh shit, Jake. We do have um, an iTunes review this week. I got it. I didn't even pull them up. I am so I don't have Jake. Two weeks in a row, I don't have the bumpers pulled up. I don't have the iTunes review. What is what is going on? What's wrong with me? Yeah, at this point, it's a tradition. So just be ready for you. It'll be a surprise when they are ready. You're saying two episodes is now a tradition. Two episodes is what makes a tradition. I think two's enough. Two's the minimum. All right. Once you've done something a second time in a row, you start a tradition. You start a trend. I think I'm starting a bad habit is what I'm starting. Yeah, I think I think two's a pattern. Maybe maybe three to four is a tradition. Okay. I'm gonna go with Matt on this one. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking deal with it. Uh, here we go. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, yeah, iTunes reviews. It's one I think the whole reason I wanted to talk about meatloaf's flaccid penis is because I wanted to use the word finagle. No, oh, I love that word. And flaccid. It's a, it's a great word. It's a fantastic word. I just wanted to use finagle and flaccid in the same sentence. I feel like it's a missed opportunity, and I felt like it was like my turn to correct that. And I think people, you know what? This podcast is free. I think you're getting your money's worth because there's no money involved. It's free. Yeah, maybe later on in this episode you can find a better way to finagle it in. Oh, Jake, you're bringing it back, and you're bringing it back hot. <laughs> you're on fire, sir. Um, oh, shit, I just finagled it in. You finagled it in. Oh, my God, can you imagine saying that out loud once you got your dick in? I just half. Hey, fin- <laughs> just both arms in the air and yell, finagle. Fin- finagle. <laughs> And then uh, it goes flaccid again. Oh, oh. Man. Have you ever run out of really good condiments in the fridge and finagled a bagel? <laughs> just any, just you're just using anything in the in the fridge at that point. You don't have cream cheese. You know what I mean. You don't have like butter. You don't have not like the, even butter. Not I, even I butter. Even eat the bagel at that point. I mean, because you could have butter and maybe cinnamon and put those two together, and now you got a bagel. But now you got to finagle a bagel. Now you use like now you use like mustard and mayonnaise. It's like you're finagling a bagel. It's plain at that point in the toaster plane. That's a classic bagel finagle. 
boy, I hope we don't lose this. This is just, this is gold. <laughs> yeah, I was trying. I, I was like the whole time I'm trying to think of another word that rhymes with these two words that I couldn't think of a single one. Oh, man. Have you ever eaten a bagel that you finagled while your wife is kegeling? <laughs> That's a stretch, right? You're changing the pronunciation of that word for that. A kegel. <laughs> sure, whatever. It's kegel, kegel, kegel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. I appreciate the effort. Yeah, it was it was a bold choice, and it, you know I went for it, Jake. Sometimes you just swinging for the fences. I was swing, <laughs> I was swinging for the fences like fucking meatloaf is swinging for his dick to go into that fucking pussy. That uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Man, he gets so worked up during the bridge of that song. Right I know. There, sometimes don't come me. Sometimes don't come hard. And the, the piano's just going crazy in the background. You got a kid yelling at geese. It's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, man. The, the bridge is usually my favorite part of any, like, 80s, 90s anthem like that. You know, the part right before you go into the chorus from the last time. Uh, hey, man, that, that fucking, that, that music video was on MTV every 10 seconds. Oh, it was ridiculous. Oh, I remember yeah. when that ship premiered. Oh, oh yeah, they couldn't get enough of it. Oh man, I remember when fucking uh, Weird Al Yankovic's uh, what was it, the Smells Like Teen Spirit parody premiered. Oh, oh man. yeah, me too. I was just sitting there waiting for it, and I was like recording it with my VHS, and I watched it over and over and over again, Jake. Oh, I couldn't wait for that album to come out. Yeah. The first iTunes review comes from Moonwalker X, and it's uh, it's titled "Approved" for so many reasons, and it's a five star. And it goes on to say, informative, structured, and funny as hell. I've been getting my pop culture fix from this podcast since September of 2018 while stationed in Okinawa, Japan. At a time of my life when I was disconnected from everything pop culture due to the operational tempo. Pop culture leftovers kept me up to date, engaged, and away from depression. The hosts are well-informed, witty, and offer a distinct but unapologetic perspective on the topic at hand. Listening to this podcast really feels like home. So if you know people overseas, Service members, their families, college students—I guarantee you, they are dis- they are as disconnected from pop culture as I once was. So do them a favor and recommend this podcast. Five stars just isn't enough. That comes from Moonwalker X. Oh man, that's a fantastic review. I love that. Fucking Okinawa getting this pop culture fix with us. I know it's pretty fucking very, awesome. Very flattering too. Like wow. Yeah. He says nicer stuff about us than I would say about us. Oh, God. <laughs> I, ber- I berate myself on a daily fucking basis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've got a, I've got a little kid in my head yelling at the geese of my mind. He <laughs> <laughs> just used one feet. That dude. You, you, you're not kidding, bro. Oh, my God. I went deeper than fucking Meatloaf did with his fucking flaccid penis, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. To be fair, it was, he had a handicap. It was easier for you to go deep than with a flaccid penis. Things like a fucking pool noodle that just won't sit still. (laughs) Like a flopping fish on the deck, you know what I mean? (laughs) Flapping around. You're still searching for that perfect metaphor. I am, and it's not. It's not coming to me. Somebody be like kind of like a dead eel. A dead eel. I don't know, man. I don't know, Jake. What do you still think? Still not quite there. Still I know. Not quite there. Like if this is Family Feud, you you're probably getting an X with that one, buddy. 
Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. The top five answers on the board for <laughs> meatloaf's flaccid <laughs> penis. Um, I'm going to go with uh, expired Nathan's hot dogs that are super slimy. <laughs> that was Being number one. Yeah, that that was super specific, buddy. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! I feel like after we've had this conversation, we negate everything, every compliment that we get in these iTunes reviews, Jake. I feel like that every fucking episode that like we get these flattering iTunes reviews, and everything that we're saying in the moment negates that. Like it's. I feel like this this one's in record time too. This is like while we're discussing the review or yeah. reading it. Usually yeah. it's like five minutes after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also feel like the minute we finish this episode, we're all going to think of three perfect metaphors for flaccid dick. Oh my god, you're totally right. You're totally right. <laughs> trying, to, trying to trying to wrangle something and put it in something, and you just can't. And then we're gonna it's gonna come to us. It, it'll, it'll come, it'll come easy. It won't come hard. It'll, <laughs> I want to apologize to Moonwalker X for this episode. I mean, like, uh, anyway, thank you for the iTunes review. Sincerely appreciate it. Fucking awesome. What the hell's going on with my, oh, my mouse. That, that just, you know, back. This is this is just stuff uh, in the background that I'm letting people in on. My mouse is fucking up, and that's what makes a good podcast. Jake is bringing yes, those yes. things to light, letting people know of the difficulties of uh, of technology. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't make fun of Moonwalker X's name quite enough, though. Before we move on, what's up with that? Right, you put Moonwalker in; it's already taken. So you're just extreme. Add the X. Like this has got to be a '90s guy, right? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Moonwalker X. I don't know. I think it's kind of badass. <laughs> Moonwalker X. Yeah, back away. There's Moonwalker X coming down the street. Oh man. Hey, Matt. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Moonwalker X? I, I'm I'm just reeling with my disappointment in my flaccid eel thing. So. Yeah, I, God, that yeah, that was a that was a swing and a miss, Chief. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm uh, hanging my head in shame as we speak. Yeah. I, 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 Poonwalker X. That's kind of funny. No. <laughs> I, I like it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hey, we got an email. We got actually we got emails this week. Uh, and Willie, who was on the episode last week, sent me an email, and um, I wanted to read it because, like, it was his first time on. He was nervous as hell, and he goes, "I was thinking about what you said last night. How experiences with unfamiliar guests have turned out pretty bad, and even resulted in some enemies." Uh, as a guy who's been listening to PCL since 2015, Force Awakens was my first PCL episode, and it's now been on the show. I really want to take a minute, maybe five, to tell you the experience I had last night on Pop Culture Leftovers. Let me start by saying that listening to a small few are what motivated me to share my love for pop, film and pop culture in no particular order. They were Red Letter Media, Honest Trailers, Jeremy Johns, and Pop Culture Leftovers. So even though I think the word heroes should normally be reserved for first responders and Batman, from a creative standpoint, I met some of mine last night. 
I can't speak for new guests who left unhappy in the past, but I did not experience anything that shouldn't be expected by a listener of the show. Yes, there is an adjustment period in the beginning as a new guest, learning to read or hear the room, but that's over quickly with the support you guys give to a new guest during the first break. One thing that particularly helped was Brian giving me shit. Nerve-wracking at first, but it's definitely it definitely helps a person settle in and feel like a part of the group. Besides, isn't that a part of PCL? I also appreciate both times you let me plug my channel. I downplayed my YouTube channel in the beginning of the podcast, my only regret last night, because it was the last thing on my mind and I was pretty nervous. Uh, thank you, Brian, Jake, and Neil for making me feel at home. I'm on two other shows in the next few weeks, but I am glad I popped my cherry on my favorite podcast. I'm here if you are ever short on guests and need another one. Would love to do this again because you guys are awesome. And then he put a shit fuck ton of exclamation points and he put have fun counting those exclamation points. And that's from Willie Lasante. Who was on last week? Yeah, Willie, Willie did a great job. I, he seemed a little bit slow to catch on at first, but within 15 minutes, he was like one of the gang. He was great. Yeah, yeah. Willie was good people. He was good people. So I just wanted to read that because yeah, we have had some people on in the past that didn't enjoy <laughs> didn't enjoy their experience here on Pop Culture Leftovers. So. Um, I also got another email here. So thank you, Willie. Everybody check out Willie's YouTube. Just look up Willie Lasante, L-E-S-A-N-T-E. Um, got an email here from Jennifer Gray. Go ahead. Insert your predictable dirty dancing joke. Do it. Get it done. Are we done? Can we move on? Can we move on? Are you saying this or is the email? I'm saying, saying this? this. I'm saying. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her name's Jennifer Gray. <laughs> okay. Um, it goes on to say, Hey, Brian and Jake, I want to apologize in advance because this was supposed to be a podcast review, but iTunes can't seem to get this shit together. I've tried leaving you guys a review for several weeks now and it never shows up. I've contacted Apple support about it and they told me I need to, to contact podcast support who then redirected me back to Apple support. Uh, through a Google search, it seems that a lot of people have this issue and it never gets resolved. It makes me wonder how many uh, other listeners have tried to leave reviews that haven't showed up. To be honest, I don't, I normally don't write reviews for podcasts. I listen to no excuses, just haven't taken the time, but I know how much you guys appreciate the support from your fans. I thought that I'd never listen to a weekly podcast that can run up to six hours long. Frankly, it's a compliment to you guys, Brian, Jake, and all the guests uh, that anyone does. Like many other listeners, I found this podcast during the Infinity War review episode. I found you, Brian, to be hilarious, and I still do. I'm not naive enough to think you disrespect your co-host and guest hosts like other people seem to believe. Can you imagine how boring a three- to six-hour podcast would be if no one cracks sarcastic jokes or went on tangents about weird-ass random shit. One of the highlights for me has been when you cracked sarcastic jokes or went on tangents about... Oh, wait, hold One of the highlights for me has been when you kept singing You Dropped a Bomb on Me throughout one of the episodes a few months back. That kind of silliness... Uh, keeps me listening every week. I also want to thank everyone who's been a part of the show for the hard work they put into it, with the exception of Ray, who couldn't even watch the goddamn eight-minute Jurassic right. Park short. <laughs> Fucking Ray. He's getting shit in an email. All kidding aside, I barely have 
time to watch two or three movies a week, and that's purely for enjoyment. You guys, and sometimes gals, not only watch all these different movies and TV shows on top of your daily lives, but you need to be prepared to speak about slash review them within a week's time frame. You've created something really special and should be proud. I look forward to getting my pop culture news from you guys every week. Keep up the good work and don't listen to the haters. They clearly have fingers shoved straight up their asses. Three exclamation points. And that's from Jen Gray. Thank you, Jen Gray. Yeah, that's an awesome email. Maybe we figure out at the end why iTunes isn't publishing that review, too. Maybe that's something to do with the fingers up the asses. Maybe. I don't know. That's been going on forever. I've tried to leave reviews on. I know it's, I know the British servers are different to mm-hmm. the UK US servers. But even then, I go back in and my review's never been published. And I've left it for nerd porn back when they were nerd porn guys. I've left one for you that never yeah. got published. And every time I go in, I can just try and try it again, but it never goes up. That is so bizarre. It's just a common thing. I've just given up now. I think those, I, I think those, I think maybe the star review counts as a number, but the review itself, the written word doesn't show up. Yeah. But I don't know. So we're, we're probably getting hundreds of reviews that, that we don't ever see, right? I don't know. say that's the case. We're probably getting five, fives and tens of reviews that we haven't seen. <laughs> Half like a dozens that. of reviews. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Jen Gray. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm reading these fucking emails where people are licking our dicks and people are like, listen, listen, these guys licking their dicks. It's like, no, like I'm not licking my own dick. You're licking my dick right now. I'm just reading it. I'm just doing a fucking service because people took the time to write these emails and I'm reading them. It's not me sucking my own dick here. Right, Jay? No I want to clarify. No shame. You shouldn't feel wrong about anything. Well, there, I mean, I could get on here and be like, I'm so great. I'm so wonderful. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I honestly, I know my limitations. I know, I, I, and, you know, like, like I know why Rogan is a successful podcaster and I will never be on the level of Joe Rogan. I can, I can strive for it. It'll never fucking happen. He's just better. He's more interesting. And there are so many more interesting other people out there. But when we do get nice feedback, it's nice to read it. And that's all we're doing here today, people. Some people just get all pissy, Jake. Some people just think that we're sucking our own asses. Yeah, yeah. I don't really give a fuck about that that sect of people. They can go fuck themselves. (laughs) What if it's meatloaf? He might have a problem with that. Oh, meatloaf is way too old to be listening to podcast. Oh, I, just some days it don't come easy. Some days it don't come hard. Some days it don't come at all. And these are the days that never end. Um, I got an email here and I, you know what? This person challenges me at the end of the email. P.S. I'm looking forward to, to hear you trying to pronounce my name. And, uh, dude, I have no idea. Um, no vowels. Well, it's spelled H E S S A. It could be, it could be like pronounced like a Y with the H. So it could be Yessa. I'm going to guess Yessa. What, what are you thinking? I'm, I'm, the easy one is Hessa. You could say Hessa, but like that's, that's too easy. And I guarantee that's probably wrong. So I'm going to say the H is like pronounced like a Y. I'm going to say it's Yessa. Yeah. I'm trying to play the mental game because it's kind of a clue that he, he said that he wants to hear how you pronounce it, so you know it's not going to be phonetically. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not going to take an attempt on this one. It sounds like a. It sounds like a southern gas station attendant. Like, you know, 
and he and he, he's getting ready to pump your gas, and you're like, put uh, put put ten in in in, in it, and he's like, yes, sir. <laughs> I I have never been to a full service gas station. I I did once and it was down south. Okay, it's different. I was so because like there was a state that I went to that they would not let you pump your own gas. You had to have an attendant pump your gas. I forget what state it was, but you had to have somebody there pump your own talk, gas. There was talk that that was going to happen like in today's time because of the the COVID that they were going to move to full service gas stations, but it never went to that extreme, at least mm. here. Oh man, I want robots to pump my gas. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be awesome? Not even have to get out of the fucking car. Fuck yeah, a robot. They could do my windshields too. Yeah. Full service. They could even fuck my car. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Robots never have flaccid dick issues. Fuck no, they don't, dude. <laughs> uh, so, what, however you, the fuck you pronounce your name. Um, hello there, Brian and Jake. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good as well. I discovered your podcast last year, and I knew I was missing out on so much right away. I'm literally from the other side of the world, and to be honest, I don't relate to 99% of the things you guys say, partially because I'm from the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, to be specific. So you can just imagine, haha. But still, I have a blast every time I listen to your podcast. I just wanted to thank you guys for making my senior year of college bearable. The only thing I would listen to on my way to school and in the gym was your podcast. And I might have been looking like an idiot chuckling to your jokes while walking to my classes. Anyway, thank you, Jake. Thank you, Brian, for seven years, even though I've only been a part of the last one. But hey, we still have many more years to go, right? Sorry if I didn't make sense and my grammar mistakes and all of that. Please try to look over it. Ha <laughs> And so that comes from uh, Hessa or Yessa or Hisa or <laughs> Hassa. Hassa. I thought his grammar was great. There, if there's yeah. one thing you don't do, Brian, is you do not fix people's bad sentences when you read these emails and iTunes reviews. So I, I thought we'd gotten plenty of American listeners that have had way worse sounding grammar than this. He did spell my name brain, and I did I did not I did not mention that. Understandable, understandable. That's not bad though. Just that one mistake, even though it's a big one. No, I think. Thank you for listening all the way in Saudi Arabia. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I think I this think guy's amazing pronounced- too. Oh, go ahead. I think it's pronounced Haya. And it's just, it's a girl's name, so it's a girl. Oh, I, would, I would imagine. Oh my god, I gave her a penis and I pronounced her name wrong. <laughs> that, that, I'm, I'm cheating. I am googling it. And it's uh, um, Haya or Hohusa is an Arabic feminine given uh, given name. She's named after an Outcast song. Hey, I love that song. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great song. It's a great fucking song. Good, if, it is a good song. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. If you haven't heard that song, you need to listen to that fucking song. It's like it, it's it's fucking awesome. It's by Outcast, and it's not spelled with a K, it's spelled with a C. But fuck, you're all worried about your grammar anyway. You probably didn't know that you spelled my name fucking wrong. You probably spelled you probably would have spelled it right anyway. <laughs> and hey, uh, said that they only understand 99% of what we say. There's, so there's only a 1% chance we offended them. Yeah, she, she probably doesn't even know I'm reading her fucking email right now. <laughs> 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 Chose this time to do a bathroom break. Yeah. 
this shit's six hours long. I'm just going to leave it play. I wonder whether she puts your show through Google Translate and God knows what she comes back with. Oh my God. I gave her a penis, dude. I kept calling it he. I just figured that it's guys listening to this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I might be wrong. I'm only doing going on Google, but it's that, that name predominantly is a feminine name. So, you know. Okay. We'll find out when she gives you another I, I email. I did not know Matt at all. That's why. That's why we gave him a dick. <laughs> hey, I want. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Update us. Send us an email. Let us know if you're rocking a penis or a vagina. How's it sound? But that was that was a fucked up thing for me to say. <laughs> I'm asking a listener to to email in and let us know if they're rocking a penis or a vagina. <laughs> Dick or no dick? Yeah. No. What you rocking with with your genitalia? You know what I mean? Oh, come on. What the fuck? Okay. All right. (laughs) Things I should never say again. Um, Man, Google really did us wrong there. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Sorry. Did you go to finagle.com and look that up? (laughs) Enable my finagle. There's Google and then there's finagle, and you might not get the right answer on finagle. Just saying. Um, guys, let's jump into Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things of the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we'd like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, real quick, guys, I'm just going to say this. I, you know, I put off watching Ozark Season 3. And then I, I can't remember if I was talking to Kova on the episode or if it was off air, but I was on Scenic Cast recently. And you should listen to that episode. We had a lot of, we had a lot of fun on that one. We talked about the thing. We talked about the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie. And then we talked about the Lovebirds, the Kumail Nanjiani, Kumail Nanjiani movie with Issa Rae. And Kova was telling me, I, we got into a discussion. I think it was on the episode. We got into a discussion about like what I should watch first. Should I, I loved Ozark season one. I really enjoyed season two and I loved dead to me season one on Netflix. So I, I, I threw out the question, like, what should I watch first? Ozark season three or dead to me season two. And Kova was adamant Ozark season three. And one of the things that he threw out there was like, you got to watch it for Tom Pelfrey. Tom Pelfrey was my favorite part of iron fist. And I know like, not a lot of people enjoyed Iron Fist, but I, I really enjoyed Tom Pelfrey in Iron Fist. And, um, so I, I watched, I binged Ozark season three this week on, um, was it Memorial Day? I think I watched like eight episodes and then I split up the last two over the next two days. Matt, are you watching Ozark? Is this something that you watch? I haven't even started it. It is on my radar at some point. Yeah. But every time I think, oh, I'll start that, something else has come up. And under, it kind of under, it gets put to the back. There's so many shows like that for me as well. I I, know. I, I understand that 100%. There's so many. Like, from what from what I've heard, it, it, season one's quite a bit of a tough tough one to get going, isn't it? It's see, not a, season one, actually, I thought season one was 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 the superior season out of the first two. Um. I, I think I, for me, season one, 
basically like they took Breaking Bad where Breaking Bad is ramped up in season five. They like started at season five Breaking Bad level in season one. I mean, and it just ramps up from there. And I'm so back on board with this show after season three. It is fucking the highest of Tupperwares. And it it leaves you on the edge of your seat until the last seconds of the final episode. And once the final, once, once the final moments of the show fucking happen, you are just left there. And I guarantee you, even if you're alone, I audibly said like, Oh fuck. Oh, you know, I was just blown away by this season. Um, Laura Linney's fantastic. Jason Bateman is great. Um, pretty much the, the entire cast was stellar, but Tom Pelfrey was like the fucking MVP of this show this year. So good. Guys, if you are not watching Ozark, this needs to be added to your rotation. It needs to be added to your rotation. This is so fucking great. It is so good. Um, Tupperware the fuck out of Ozark season three. I could not believe this season. I was just, I'm so glad that I started it. And so next up is Dead to Me season two. I think like tomorrow is going to be like a day where I kind of like binge that because I loved the first season. I thought it was fantastic. So. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Highly recommend Ozark season three. Um, before I jump into anything, I want to pass it off to Matt because Matt, you're getting a show over there that we're not getting over here that I am dying to fucking watch because it's from the creator of the raid movies and it's called gangs of London. And I want to know about this fucking show. Yeah, so we've we've got the whole the, the, they dropped the whole season probably oh, what was it about a month and a half ago now. So the whole lot just dropped one one day on on um, on our Sky Network, and yeah, as you say, it's from is it Gareth Gareth Evans? Yeah, Gareth Evans, who is great. No, I've never seen the raid. I've never seen the raid movies. It's something I need to see, again need to sit down and watch. They're just not on. They don't seem to be on any streaming services, and I just haven't. Again, They're got around not to on streaming services. I had I bought like the the two movie Blu Ray collection because it right. It, there's moments where I just feel like watching it, but yeah. So, Gangs of London. So, Gangs of London, um, cast-wise, is predominantly unknown as there are a couple in there that some people will know. So, Joe Cole, who played one of the Shelby brothers in um, uh, Peaky Blinders, and the other main character that you'd know of is Catelyn Stark. Other than that, oh, and um, Chief O'Brien, but he's a kind of a in it for about five minutes and then gets shot. So... It starts as the Chief O'Brien gets assassinated, and he is the head of a crime family called the Wallace Corporation, and they are kind of the major crime family or gang family in London, and they are they run run London basically, and they have all their underlings and their gangs that work below them so you have the 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 uh, muslim gangs and the iranians and the uh, pakistani and all the different gangs that that sort of make london work for drugs and prostitution and grunt smuggling and all the rest of it so he gets shot and basically it completely throws 
the the gang hierarchy into pandemonium. There's a massive power vacuum and a and a war start breaks out and absolute chaos breaks out in London because this one guy gets shot. Um, his son, who's played by Joe Cole, sort of takes over the family business and cuts all the other gangs out and just says, right, that's it. We're not going to deal with anyone else until I found out who killed my father. All you know to begin with, and this is even in the first five minutes, so it's not a spoiler, is that he was killed by a couple of gypsy lads. And that's all you know. Nothing else. So we go through, we've got the funeral. There's lots of other stuff happening at the same time, which I, I don't really want to go through and spoil. And then you meet your sort of main hero, um, played by, hang on a second, but his name, his name is Elliot. And he is an undercover police officer. And he is desperately trying to find any um, information on these on the Wallace family to bring them down. And eventually manages to work his way in. So he's paid by a guy called Sope Dursu. Um, and he worms his way into the, the good graces of Sean Wallace. And... This guy is a badass. He was an ex, I think he was an ex paratrooper. So basically a Marine and he can really handle himself. And the, yeah, the violent level. I mean, the violence level in this is ridiculous as, as I would have expected from the guy that made the raid. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fucking Tupperware. Absolute Tupperware. It's not Shakespeare. It's not an amazing story you can see some of the twists and turns coming but the acting is good the story is compelling and the action is second to none for a tv series oh christ i cannot wait for the dude you have no idea how excited i am for this it's really good really fucking good so is it tupperware level yeah oh yeah definitely i i guess it's coming to Cinemax eventually. Oh God! I know. So I'm gonna have to get a Cinemax subscription when this drops because, like, I won't that be part of HBO Max? You would think. I'm hoping so. That would. Oh God, that would be fantastic. They're saying um, I, what I'm reading here is uh, a co-production with Comcast-backed pay TV operator Sky and HBO sister channel Cinemax. So, but it won't be on Cinemax for a few months later because I guess it dropped on Sky April twenty third. Yep, and they dropped all the episodes. The whole lot. So I sat, I sat here from April twenty fourth, and I binged. I think two days, and I did the whole, did the whole lot. I think it's ten episodes. Yeah, in total. And it is, and there will be a season two. It's already been greenlit. Fucking a, fantastic. We were, uh, we had Steve Miller on an episode, Jake, and we we reviewed the trailer for this one, and I, I, I th- we all were kind of like impressed by it. So I mean, like, and I yeah. love this fucking director. Um, highly recommend watching the Raid movies. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely going to now. I know who it is. I'm gonna gonna go back and see if I can find those somewhere. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, the Night Comes for Us? I don't. No, I haven't. You should watch it. It's on Netflix, and it's Eco Uas and some of the Raid guys are in that movie. It is fucking bloody violent, and <laughs> dude, it's so awesome. It's so good. It's so uh, I mean, fucking good. I was shocked. I, I was actually shocked by some of the violence in this because I know I messaged you after like the first episode, just going, yeah. "Oh my god, this is ridiculous." 
Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> just wouldn't have expected it from an hour-long TV show on Sky. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's fucking superb. That's Gangs of London. I wanted to hear what Matt had to say. Um, and when it drops on Cinemax, you bet your fucking ass I'm going to have a review on it as well. Because I am a huge fan of this director. I think he's fantastic. So Matt has not seen The Raid in Raid 2? No. Oh, okay. You just watched it purely because it was a new show? I watched it purely on, on the trailer but after hearing you guys talk about it. And I, as soon as it came on, I was like, right, that's it. I'm watching this. This is next on my list. And, uh, yeah, binge the whole lot. Yeah, this is like this is like one of my most anticipated shows of the year, and like just knowing that it's fucking out there is driving <laughs> me insane. So, um, yeah, hopefully it'll drop on HBO Max. That'd be, I mean, that's a good that's a good get for them if they just add that to the service. Yeah, they should be trying to put as much original content as possible on there. And I would think a Cinemax original show is just the same as HBO. In fact, I was wondering if the name HBO Max was a combination of the two networks or if it was just a happy accident that Mm. Max is the word they used. I... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they are big fans of the now not in production candy bar PB Max. Or... (laughs) Oh, or Max Hedrum, or Saved by the Bell's Diner, the Max, or I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Are you done? I'm done. I have nothing left. I, I can't think of anything else, Max. Oh, man. The, I done, the PB Max was like a square candy bar? It was a square candy bar, and it had peanut butter and some kind of like jelly candy in it, and it was dope as fuck. And it's one of those candies where I'm sure that like one day somebody's gonna start a change.org and be like, bring back the PB Max. And then like everybody that like did, that like didn't buy PB Max and keep them around are gonna be like, yeah, bring it back. Bring, 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 bring it back. Like where, where the fuck were you when they stopped making it, you son of a fuck? Huh? Were you on a diet? Were you on a diet, motherfucker? Were you on a fucking diet? You let that shit go instinct, and now you want it back? Oh, now you want it back? You fucking, you fucked up. You lost it. Yeah, it's like any, it's like any relationship. It's like any relationship. If you you get what, you get back what you fucking put into it. That's what it, I'm telling you, it's the same fucking thing with these tasty fucking confections that these companies make. If you're not putting your money into it, you're not showing the company your love for it. They're not going to keep making it. And that's why fucking Sarah left you, you fucking deadbeat piece of shit. <laughs> this got real personal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I like to I keep you guys to- on your toes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was de- definitely on my toes. I had no idea what to say next after that. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah. Speaking of the weird candy bars, though, I was watching some show and they had a chunky bar on the television show. Oh, that fucking I was chunky! What the fuck happened to chunky? <laughs> and I googled it. I was like, I've never like I know what this candy bar is, but I've never yeah. had one or seen one. I googled it. It's fucking peanuts and raisins and a big square of chocolate. I was <laughs> so grossed out by oh finding that out. Oh my god! They, they should call it funky. Ew, gross. <laughs> it's, Stunky. It's stuffed with fucking raisins. I, I was like, no uh, wonder this thing is impossible to find. Ew, gunky. Fucking raisins. Gross. Ew. <laughs> Nasty. See, I wanted to warn you. I was like, I would have bought a chunky if I saw one in real life. I would have too. That. 
Oh, dude, you know what candy bar I never see anymore? Fucking no. Zagnut, dude. You know, I also could not tell you what a Zagnut is made out of. A Zagnut? A Zagnut is a fucking, it's a naked Butterfinger with coconut on it, toasted coconut on it. It's a naked Butterfinger with no chocolate, but they put toasted coconut on it. It's so good, dude. I love yeah, Zagnut. Main ingredients, peanut brittle with cocoa and toasted coconut. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, would- like It's featured in the movie Beetlejuice, everyone. Yeah, that's really all I know it from. I, I, other than Beetlejuice, I don't know if I've ever seen one of those or tasted one. In oh, dude, I used to get Zagnuts every time. I saw them in the store because every once, every once in a great while, I would see a Zagnut and I would zig to get the Zag. I, oh God, why did I say that? I, <laughs> I hate really my, I hate, yeah, I hate yeah, myself. I, I fucking hate myself right now. It's, I'm drinking vodka tonight, everybody. I told everybody, uh, before we started recording, I got Palm Wonderful, which is, it is wonderful. I'm drinking Palm Wonderful. It's expensive though. I can't believe I'm fucking using, drinking it all tonight on, with, with this vodka. So I'm drinking Palm Wonderful and vodka. It's going to be an interesting episode, everybody, because I'm drinking vodka. I'm pretty high energy right now. Towards the end of the episode, who the fuck knows what you're going to get out of me? But um, Charleston Chew. Charleston Chew is a great fucking candy bar, and I can't fucking find it anywhere right now. I wonder if they just don't make those anymore. Oh, they, they be- have to. They have to. They have to. It's like it's like um, uh, I like the I like the the one in the yellow wrapper. It's the chocolate on the outside. And it's got like the vanilla kind of like it's almost like a vanilla um, cream on the inside. Almost it's it's like a cream that's kind of like almost taffy like, but not as like chewy as taffy. It's like a they yeah. I was they advertised the shit out of Charleston Chew in like late '80s, early '90s comic books. Like there was yes, an ad they for those did. in almost every issue. Yes, they did, and they're great fucking candy bar. <laughs> I googled the top thirty-eight discontinued candies that people mm. desperately want to return. Number one is PB Max. Fucking they they want PB Max. They want PB Max. People are trying to make their own PB Maxes at home, and they're dying, Jake. They're making them, and they're fucking, they're dying. They're making PB Max in their bathtubs, and they're dying. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, what are they doing wrong? It's the science. Why are so many people dying from it's, this? It's the science, man. They just don't have it down. They're adding too much peanut butter, too much jelly, something, and they're dying every day. It's happening every day. Something happens with the balance between the peanut butter yes. and the jelly that, that yes. makes it a toxin. Yes. Yeah. I think we need to. I think we need to have uh, Kevin Shanks fact check you on this one, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um oh you know you know what we're, we're gonna get back to good pop bad pop right now we're talking about uh candy bars um you know what candy bar they don't have here anymore but i believe they still have it over where you live matt is fucking mars bars they don't sell the fucking almond mars bars here anymore it's the snickers with the almonds i'm a huge fan of fucking the mars bar and they don't have it here anymore we still get. I know we still get regular Mars bars, but I don't know whether we still do the almond ones. Oh. Probably do, but I don't see that. They're not something I see every day. Do you remember? The, do you remember the Mars bars commercials back in the fucking eighties, Jake? It had that guy from Mash on it. The 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 guy who was the the cross dresser in Mash. Remember what was his name? Hotlips. Oh no, it wasn't Hotlips. Was it? It was. Um, you say it, I'll know it. Yeah. Um. Oh, fucking hell! I'm looking it up right now. 
It was the, it, what was his name? Oh, it was, uh, Klinger. Klinger. Thank yeah. You. Played by Jamie Farr. He, uh, he did the Mars Bars commercials in the eighties. Mars a day helps you work, rest and play. Is, is that the slogan? Yeah, that was what we had over here. Wow. I don't think that was the slogan over here. It might have been. It does not sound familiar at all to me. Yeah, that's, that was what we had over here. I'm, people, this is riveting. What you are? <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't think our audience understands the. You know what I mean? The riveting conversation that we're having right now. Oh God, there's somebody out there rolling in their eyes. Get past the candy bars, PB Max. Oh my God. I'm sure Hey is really getting off on uh, hearing about discontinued American. Oh yeah, I'm sure Hey is a big fan of Klinger on Mash. You know what I mean? Probably has a giant boner right now over this conversation. No, we know Meatloaf doesn't. Anyway, um, <laughs> guys, uh, I want to know: Did you guys watch any of, of uh, Space Force on Netflix? I watched the first two episodes. I watched the first two episodes as well. Uh, Space Force is a workplace comedy series that centers on a group of people tasked with establishing the sixth branch of the United States, uh, United States Armed Forces, the United States Space Force. Steve Carell stars John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, Diana Silvers, Tawny Newsome, uh, Fred Willard. Uh, Carell's character, Mark Naird, is the general in charge of the effort, and the series follows his collaboration to get boots on the moon per the orders of the president. And uh, I watched the first episode. I have not watched the second episode yet. Dying to hear your thoughts. This was kind of a big deal. You know, Steve Carell doing the Netflix series with Greg Daniels. You know, uh, Greg Daniels did Parks and Rec. He most recently did the Upload series on Amazon, which I fucking loved. Upload is just a fucking gem of a fucking show. It's the PB Max of fucking television right now. Um, you can't find it anywhere. Oh, oh, okay. No, um, it, uh, Jake, I want to know, I want to know your thoughts on, uh, on the first two episodes of Space Force. What are you thinking with this one? Yeah, this was an interesting show. Um, it's not really laugh out loud funny to me. There was probably only a couple moments that I actually really cracked up, both being in the second episode. Um, but yeah, I think I'll continue this series. I, I think the strength of it is how much I enjoy Steve Carell's lead character and what's going on with him, the general nerd character. I think he's a, a really nuanced character for this kind of sitcom show. And, and I do want to see like what's going on with his wife. Why is she in the predicament that she's in? And I enjoy kind of the family aspect. Okay. It's, so they haven't cool. answered that question of what happened with Lisa Kudrow and I'm not spoiling much. It's in the first fucking episode. They haven't answered the question of why she's in prison. Yes, that's what I was alluding to. And I assume it has something to do with why she started crying when they said they were moving to Colorado. I mean, I could be wrong that those two things. She had probably an outstanding warrant in Colorado for something. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that might be the connection. But yeah, this, this show is just a middle of the road. Taste it. Um, I think back to other Greg Daniels shows like The Office remake and Parks and Recreation, and both those shows had really lackluster first seasons. So that really kind of makes me want to stick with this. It feels like he's a little bit slow 
developing the characters to the point where now you can just hit with the crazy jokes because you know these characters so well. And I thought the second episode was much, much stronger hmm. than the first episode. Like the second episode was a high taste it yeah. where the first episode might be like a low taste it. Like it's, it's a good thing I stuck in there for the second one. Cause you already kind of get a feeling of how ridiculous and funny some of the situations can get. I feel like um, this is directed at me for only watching the first episode. No, not no, at all. I not feel all. like I feel like I'm being singled out as the MTV dating show is once called. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I, I ran out of time and I, I watched the first episode. I mowed the lawn and when I got done mowing the lawn, we had 30 minutes to record and I just didn't have time to to watch the second episode of Space Force, but you, it was just a half an hour of Meatloaf songs, right? Yeah, I was just listening to Meatloaf <laughs> before we recorded. Um, Matt, what did you think about uh, you've watched the first two episodes of Space Force, what did you think? Uh, I'm going to echo Jake, basically I'm with him, it's it's a it's a, a solid taste it, really. Um, we it, It's funny, we were definitely enjoying it, the performances were good. Um, without being political, because I know that's not a thing, um, it was it, it was hitting a little bit too close to home to be funny at the moment with what we're seeing over here of what's going on over there with you buffoon. Um, other than that, it, it was enjoyable. So we'll, we will go back to it, but it's 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 going to be a small dose thing, I think, because it gets a little bit too kind of like oh god, this yeah. is a little bit more too uncomfortable for us to be watching. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed it. And I'm glad I, I'm glad it wasn't me. I thought I missed what happened to Lisa Kudrow. I thought I completely <laughs> I just ignored what was going no, on. No, you didn't. Prison. Oh well, I'm sure we'll be told at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm inter- maybe she's going to be appearing in like the newest season of Orange is the New Black. It'll be a crossover. Maybe. Yeah. I also loved the late great Fred Willard in both episodes. He was Oh, yeah, he was amazing. Oh my god. Okay, I I only watched the first episode and that's the part that I thought was the funniest part in the first episode when they were talking about him crawling under the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> when he tasked he tasked his secretary with getting the uh, satellite to look for his mother. Yes. Oh my god, that that was hilarious. I rest in peace, Fred Willard. I love Fred Willard. I grew up watching Fred Willard on Fernwood Tonight on syndication on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. on Nick at Night. Like that's where I that's where I was first introduced to the brilliance of Fred Willard. He is. So funny. I loved Fernwood tonight. I loved him on, um, oh, he did a lot of voice, uh, acting on King of the Hill, which is, King of the Hill's probably in my top three, uh, animated shows of all time. I love King of the Hill. Mike Judge was just killing. I want that fucking revival show, which probably will never happen. But, um, Rustin, didn't Fred Willard get in trouble for jerking off in public? Remember oh, that? I don't. I don't know that that's true or not, I dude. To, I don't. I don't want to Google Fred Willard jerking off too much on my phone now. <laughs> I do it all the time. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> It'll just pop. You just hit search history. Pop up. Hold on. Fred. Fred. Well, I can't believe the man died, and I'm looking up Fred Willard. What an honor for <laughs> jacking off. Yeah, it happened in 2012. 2012. Man, good. Hey, he has, he doesn't have meatloaf problems. 
He was arrested for it. Yeah. yeah Where it was did a, he do this at? It was a big deal. Yeah, it was, a, it was an arrest in an adult film theater. The Tiki Theater, an adult movie theater in Hollywood, where he was spotted by authorities with his penis exposed and in his hand. At 72 years old, he was when this happened. Good for him. Yeah, well done. Well done. Yeah, it wasn't flaccid. No shit. He was like the anti-meatloaf in that in that moment. And some days, oh, fuck, fuck your some days that don't come easy. I'm fucking Fred Willard. <laughs> Time I, to go to the tiki room. Shit, Fred Wellhoff. Fucking shit. <laughs> it's stiff as a goddamn board. Yeah, I hope you're more of a Fred Willard than a, than a meatloaf in 10 years. Oh, God. Yeah, guys, strive for the Willard. Give me that Willard penis. I want that Willard cock. 72 years old, raging, throbbing penis. This turned it, into a really good eulogy. We were making fun at first. But. No, man. It's like, dude, <laughs> dude's fucking 70 fucking years old, and he's got a raging boner. And, he, and you know what? The only thing that he could do in that moment is just whip it out and take care of business. Like, that's like, that's urgency. That's, you know what I mean? Well, he avoided jail time by agreeing to enroll, enroll in a sex counseling program. What do you think that's like? A sex counseling program? Yeah. Man, you're around a bunch of fucking sex addicts, and I guarantee you, that's probably not a good thing. Are they showing you, like, random holes and, like, you have to be restrained the whole time? <laughs> wasn't that, hey, wasn't that, like, the basis of that Charlie Sheen show that was on FX for a few seasons? Like, he was, like, a sexaholic or something? And he Jeez, went to like you want yeah. my Google just destroyed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the algorithm's gonna fuck you up, boy. Oh my I can't god! Wait to see the fucking Facebook ads I get tomorrow, yeah, dude. This is like this. I we are finagling this episode like no other episode ever. Oh my god! We talked about PB Max for crying out loud. Are you fucking kidding me? Space Force. I'll give it. I'll give the first episode a taste. That I. I thought that there were. I thought that there were um, some lulls in the episode. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a pilot, but there were some moments of brilliance in the episode where I thought, like, wow, this is you know, some of the stuff like is is it's pretty funny. It, it wasn't laugh out uh, laugh out loud funny, except for the Fred Willard stuff. I was laughing at Fred Willard, like, oh my god, like him under the house getting that visual and everything. That was pretty funny. I I wasn't like a hundred percent like ready to go back to the show. Though, after I watched the first episode, like, oh, I'm raring to go on, the, on episode two. But after hearing you guys talk about episode two, this might be something that I kind of, you know, I might I might slip into the rotation. You know what I mean? Uh, episode two uh, episode is definitely funnier than episode one. John Malkovich. Yeah. John Malkovich in this show. Are you enjoying John Malkovich? Oh, I love that guy. I love yeah, him this too. This show is stacked. I mean, Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, I, I was surprised at all the big names they got in this. Oh God, I love seeing Ben Schwartz in this. I, after I watched that Middle Ditch and Schwartz, I, I really like Ben Schwartz. I think he's funny. Was Ben Schwartz the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? He was. Yes. He was. Oh, he's, he's a and he he's was a major also character in Parks too. He was also BB Eight, wasn't he? One of BB Eight. He was BB Eight. Yeah, him and Hater. Him and yeah. Hater. Yeah. 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 The second episode deals with a uh, chimpstronaut and a dogstronaut. They, <laughs> they try to do technical work on the actual like space force they set up, or actually what the, the ship is called. It was the creation of the word chimpstronaut made me fucking laugh out loud. <laughs> Brilliant. 
I gotta watch it. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, it helps that they're only half hour. I mean, they, they're, yeah. they're nice, quick, easy episodes to digest sort of every so often. Is it a 10 episode um, season? It yes. is a 10 episode season, yeah. yeah. I've done my research. Doesn't it sound like it? Um, <laughs> no, I was, I, honestly, like, I had not, I had no expectations for this show going into it. I didn't even realize that it was created by Carell and Greg Daniels until I started playing the episode and watched the opening credits. And then I was like, okay, so this has had, this has some caliber to it. Like these, like this could be, this could be really good. And I'm not going to like base like my whole like, um, view on this show after just watching the pilot episode. Pilot episodes are usually, usually rough. Um, but I'll give it a taste that I thought that there, it ha- I felt like it did have moments of brilliance in it. And I think it's something that I will keep watching. I will say though, if you haven't watched Greg Daniels upload with Robbie Amell, get on it. It is so good. Like I honestly was hooked from the first episode. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, we, we were, we sat down and thought, Oh, we'll give this a go. And um, we sat, and then the next thing we knew, it was three in the morning, <laughs> and we'd literally gone through. And we had one episode left. We were like, "Well, fuck this," and we we had to come back to it the next day. But yeah. we we literally just watched them all because it was so funny. It was so great. clever, so good. I really, I loved just like even just like the technology that they came up with, which yeah. doesn't seem like it's so far out of like you know. The or like like with what we see today, I could definitely see things going this way in the future with some of the technology yeah. they introduced. So yeah, really fucking good. Um, we're gonna take a quick break here in a moment, but I, I guess for good pop, I want to just bring up the service HBO Max did drop on the twenty seventh. Um, it's not available on Roku, which is sad to me right now because that's what I mainly use is my Roku. So I've had to watch it or actually let me be honest with you haven't watched anything on it um i just pulled it up and looked at it on my fucking ps4 but uh jake um have you had an experience with hbo max yeah i've kind of dug around in the library just to get my feel for it and messed with both the app on my phone and it is on apple tv already so i've messed around with the apple tv app so, yeah, I think it's a really nice app. Um, I think it's ridiculous that this is a fourteen ninety nine a month service, I believe, unless you get in on some special deal. There's a special deal that you can get in on, which I did, and it's eleven ninety nine a month for the first year. Even that seems high priced to me for the amount of content that's here. I, I think that's pretty ludicrous that they're wanting that much money. I don't know if it's because most of these HBO series I've already seen, but there's really – not that much original content here. Yeah, they have, they dropped the, the Anna Kendrick thing. They dropped the, what is this, what is this show legendary? Have you looked? I actually watched the first two episodes. Is it a, is it a competition show where people vogue? You, basically, it's a, a, like an underground club fuck? ballroom dancing competition reality show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a what an underground ballroom dancing. Well, they call it ballroom dancing, but it's it's basically like groups of four to six people that kind of do synchronized Vogue dancing <laughs> in like nightclubs. 
It's pretty ridiculous. Um, HBO Max coming out strong with the content. Coming out strong, too. Damn it, I'm going to have to change my VPN and get hold of that. (laughs) If you watch any other show besides Legendary on HBO Max, they will advertise Legendary, too, I promise you. Jesus. So that's pretty ridiculous. Um, Yeah, I've just kind of poked around. One thing I like is they have all the uh, Cartoon Network, not Cartoon Network, but Adult Swim shows yeah. on the HBO Max, and yeah. that's pretty cool. We watched some select episodes of old Aqua Teen Hunger Force just because it was there and easy to watch and if you go how to the, hilarious that show can be. If you just go to the fucking Adult Swim app, like, they're all there. Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> the ease, I guess, of having all these things together, but there really is just not that much original content. Like, I, I'm surprised that this costs $15. I, I guess they're going to get the Friends people. Yeah. They're going to get the Big Bang Theory people. Yeah. Uh, this is the very first streaming home of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I might watch some of that for, for nostalgia's sure. sake. Oh, I will. Absolutely. Once I finish Family Matters, it, it'll probably be Fresh Prince. But here's and that the th- went five seasons, so there's quite a bit to there, there to watch. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. It's, it's just like, it's just the original content is sorely lacking and you know like even apple came out with like for all mankind and c and 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 all these other things that like kept me servant these were shows that like kept me like okay i need to keep this service because these are good things to watch these like they're putting out good things and like now now they put out defending jacob which is you know, equally is is fantastic. Not, well, I'm not. C was not good, in my opinion. It was it was okay. But like, I also think the price is right on Apple TV. It's yes, fucking five bucks, five fucking bucks. Yeah, and uh, same thing with like Epics. Like Epics, you know, like I've got it, and and um, it's you know, it's like five six bucks a month, and you know, you know, uh, Godfather of Harlem's fantastic. And, and, uh, perpetual grace limited was amazing. Um, I started that Belgravia, uh, Belgravia or however you pronounce it show. And, um, I watched the first episode. I enjoyed it, but my mom loves Downton Abbey. So I was like, mom, this is from the creators of Downton Abbey. And I gave her my login information. And my mom is just like all over the show. She fucking absolutely loves it. So I can't cancel epics because my mom is loving Belgravia. Um, but I, this is a week, a week. I mean, opening for this, for this. Yeah, it's triple the fucking price of Apple TV and like, not even a quarter of the original content, I would say. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like they're taking advantage of the people they took friends away from on Netflix. Is yeah. basically what's going on here. Yeah. So is HBO Max, that, that's not the Warner Brothers streaming service, is it? It is. So that, that's the Warner Brothers, the whole thing, shebang that they were talking about doing is they've turned it into HBO Max. I think it's the closest you're getting to a Warner Brothers streaming service is yeah. HBO Max, right? Yeah, because they're, yeah, they're adding all the studio movies. It, they're not all there now, but they're like adding more and more every day. Um, you, you're getting the, the Looney Tunes cartoon, which I think they've debuted on there, the new Looney Tunes stuff. Um, it, it's, it is going to be all the Warner, like the home of Warner Brothers stuff. And it's going to be the home for the for the Snyder Cut. It's going to be the home for the Green Lantern Corps show. It's going to be the home for yeah. Justice League Dark. I mean, it. But 
And I presume Titan Season 3 and yeah. Doom Patrol and anything else that continues that won't be on the DCEU um, streaming service. But if you're talking about, I like... I assume big-name HBO shows will be here the day after as well. Yeah, I, but, but right. if you're talking about, like, like getting excitement for a launch of a service, like, this is sorely lacking. Like, I feel like Apple TV had more of, like... I mean, even Disney Plus had Mandalorian as, yeah. a, as a launch title. I mean, yeah. that's, that was yeah. the biggest thing that sold the ticket, wasn't sure. it? Sure, yeah. Like, yeah. fucking day one, I'm fucking there. Like, I can't cancel... Well, I'm locked in for three fucking years, but, like, I can't cancel Disney Plus anyway because it's like, I want to get future seasons of The Mandalorian. I want to see this Cassian Andor show. Like, what are they going to do with that? I want to see... You know, um, Scarlet Witch and the Marvel yeah. shows. Yeah. yeah. WandaVision. Yeah. WandaVision. That's it. But yeah, it's, it's a shame. The HBO, like I said, but the, the apps on both the phone and the Apple TV are phenomenal. There's just no programs to find with the wonderful <laughs> apps. Yeah. God damn. I love the way it, it all looks and the way it's all sorted and it, it has just really great navigation and it's really intuitive. Like I would say, just based on a using the app level, HBO Max has the best app I've seen for a streaming service. Hmm. I think Netflix has gotten better. Yeah, I almost didn't even. That's almost in a world of its own. I mean, kind of these like yeah. new, like one company streaming yeah. service apps. Yeah, I know it's better than Disney Plus. It's better than the. I think the Apple is a little bit clunky because you. It's like you don't even know how to get into it. Oh my god, Hulu can suck my. Fucking dick. Yeah, Hulu's terrible. <laughs> fucking Hulu, you can suck my fucking dick. You suck so fucking bad. Like, if it wasn't for Family Matters and, like, some other shows that are on Hulu, like, their fucking, their interface is bullshit. One of the I worst like- ones I find is, is Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck because- Amazon Prime, too. There's so much stuff on there, but you have to look for that little Prime banner in the corner to know that you can watch it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, why not just go, this is for Prime members, and this is your rentals of a separate fucking streaming service? Well, and then, like, you keep pushing down, and they've got different categories for everything. Everything. Like, uh, yeah. here's original Prime stuff. Here's, uh, oh, you like sci-fi here? Click on this. Oh, you like, you like fucking, uh... I don't know. You like I don't know, anything? It goes down like like you keep scrolling down. It's like oh, this is yeah. for people that like uh, sci-fi. This is for people that like fantasy. This is for people that like. And then you romance. get to that point where you've gone right the way down to the bottom, and you still haven't found what you're looking for. So exactly. You go right yeah. back to the top to the search fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with Matt that it's bullshit that they mix stuff up. It's not even part of the streaming service on that menu too. You got to fucking rent it. They want you to pay for it. Yeah. I don't watch anything on Amazon Prime unless I use Just Watch, and it tells me the only place to watch it is Amazon Prime. And that is honestly the only time I ever log into the app. Well, I I look for their originals, and they had an original movie that dropped that I'm going to talk about here in Good Pop, Bad Pop here in a moment. But let's, you know, HBO Max, I don't know. I talk where the app, I toss the service. Did you watch the Anna Kendrick thing? I did not. I watched the first two episodes of Legendary and just a few other older programs that I'd already seen. I, I, I am still locked in to watch the Anna Kendrick show. What is I it? Promise, what, Michelle. I, yeah, you promised you promised your your girlfriend. What, what's it called? What's it called? Oh my gosh, Love Life. I I'm Dude, going to the app right now. I saw the poster and my penis like 
shrunk and like inverted back into my body. How it is love life. I'm amazed I got it correct. Yeah. It's like every episode is about a different ex-boyfriend and why it went wrong with said ex-boyfriend. Oh my god. Fucking the, uh, the, the Taylor Swift life story. What the fuck? Yes, yes. <laughs> except no music, so. Yeah. May, you know what, okay, Taylor? You know what, Taylor? Maybe you're the fucking problem. Maybe she's not. I mean, maybe it's on purpose so she can make all that loot right and all those hit songs. No, I think, like, I honestly, I think it's just fucking, she's just a shitty girlfriend. And so. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're both saying the same thing, though, because the minute she has a solid relationship, that's when the hits are going to stop. Oh, man. They never started for me, Chief. Oh, well, well. I know you like. I know you money. I'm not even talking about a whether who likes him level. I mean, just on the. I know. I know you, Jake. I'm not bashing you. I know you liked your Taylor Swift. I know you enjoy your T Swift. Is that what the kids call her, T Swift? (laughs) Yes, yes. And and I'm a Swifty. That's what you were. I know you're a Swifty, and I'm not. No, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna fuck it. We're not. I'm not, dude. Seriously, I'm putting down the gloves right now. I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting you. Oh no, no, I didn't think so. I'm putting down the gloves right now. There's no gloves. All right. I'm throwing in. Actually, I'm throwing in the white towel of surrender. I'm throwing it in the ring. (laughs) I'm surrendering. I'm just saying, maybe she's a little bitch. I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe she's. I don't know. Maybe Taylor Swift's a cunt. You know what I mean? Maybe. It seems highly probable. Highly probable. Highly probable. Maybe the problem's with her. I don't know. I don't know. She could be a lovely person. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I actually, my ex-wife dragged me to a fucking, what was it, Rascal Flats concert. I can't stand country. I'm not a fan. Did they sing Life is a Highway? Oh, yeah. They did the Life is a Highway. I I used to drive her crazy because I hated uh, Rascal Flats, and I used to call him. I used to call him Rancid Farts. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> That's what I used to call Rascal Flats. But she opened for them, and um, I, oh she, god, she was nobody then. She was nobody, but she. Uh, it was impressive. She played her own instruments. She came out there and she was banging on some drums, and then she she was. It was really sweet. She brought up some girl that was going through cancer, and she brought her up on stage and. And, uh, took her, you know, back. and everyone was like, boo, we want Rascal Flat. <laughs> yeah, we want <laughs> Rascal Flat. It was really sweet, but then I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know. Swifties. You call yourself Swifties? Yeah, that's the name. <laughs> <laughs> every, every pop star has that name for their fans. <laughs> you know? God has got the little monster. Oh, they all have something. We even got we even got the leftover army. So Jesus, yeah, we're yeah. A, you know how it is. You, you know how it is. You started that. That's you though. It sounds like me. That's that was like you. We were on an episode and and like well I th- maybe I posed the question, what do we call our fans? And you said the leftover army, and I said leftover army. And I looked at our Facebook page, and we had like I don't know a hundred fans or something like that. I said even <laughs> Leon. I said even Leonidas in the movie Three Hundred had three hundred fans. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's take a break. I'm Jesus Christ. This vodka's hitting me hard, Chief. It happens. It happens. Maybe you need to dilute it with a bit more juice on this next one. I am probably Swifties. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a cleaning product, right? It does. Swiffer. Swiffer. <laughs> it smells like a moist towelette. A moist towelette. Or a cigarello. I'm going to have a Swifty sweet. I'm going to have a Swifty. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh god. It, I don't. It's, it it kind of sounds pervy. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hop in the back like Fred Willard in that theater and have a quick swifty. Yeah, I'm gonna give her a quick swifty. I'm gonna give her a quick. That's the come easy term, isn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give her a quick swifty. You think Meatloaf ever had swifties? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck, he never have a swift. And some days it don't come easy, and some days it don't come hard. Guy, he never had a swifty. It's never come easy for, for him. Swifty. He would kill for a swifty. Oh my god. Him fuck, a fucking pool of sweat, all these fucking beads of fucking sweat dripping off his forehead as he's trying to fucking come. Just like, oh my god. His, his prostrate is just fucking, it's just like, who knows what's going on down there? He, he the doctors look at it and they're just like, they're scratching it. We don't know. We don't know. We have no idea what's going on down there. And you're a marvel of medical science. Yeah, it's just like, oh my god! Like, yeah, he shows up in medical journals as like like an anomaly. They have no fucking idea like what's going on in his body. All right, break time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. Uh, I bet. Uh, hey, yeah, is in loving this episode. <laughs> oh boy sadly that was the one percent hey yeah understood was that last part hey yeah is like right now saying hey no <laughs> oh i don't know why i said it like sammy davis jr but i did <laughs> hey now babe yeah <laughs> i mean that gave it its only bit of humor was the sammy davis jr part yeah okay we'll be right we I, that went from sammy davis jr to, to fucking dennis miller we'll be right back oh yeah leftover army you should follow the leftovers on instagram at instagram.com slash pop culture leftovers and on tumblr at pop culture leftovers com. if you get a few shots of vodka in you it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. Hey, we're back. I watched uh, I watched a movie called Porno. Oh, I've seen that. Hmm? Yeah, you probably have watched porno before. I've watched many a porn. Um, <laughs> but this movie is called Porno. And uh, it's on video on demand. And uh, it's when... Five teen employees at a local at the local movie theater in a small Christian town discover a mysterious old film hidden in its basement. They unleash an alluring succubus who gives them a sex education written in blood. Exploded. <laughs> oh, God. OK, this sounds awesome. Um, let me just explain this movie. This is. Um, yeah, they, it's, it's a small Christian town and you've got a lot of people who, um, you know, they claim to be Christian and, uh, even like the, the manager of the theater is, you know, he acts like he's like this perfect, you know, um, God fearing man. And then this, they release this, uh, they get to watch any movie they want to. Once once Friday is over with, uh, if they do a good job, if they clean the theater, they can watch any movie they want to. It's set in the nineties, so like their choices are Encino Man and A League of Their Own. So I'm betting that this movie was in nineteen ninety two because I think that's when both of those movies premiered. Um 
but they find this hidden room in the theater and they find this movie reel and they start to watch it and it's like this uh kind of like uh witchcraft kind of like ceremony that they're watching and as they're watching it they release this demon succubus this sex demon and uh, she goes around trying to tempt the guys and even tries to tempt the girls she can take on any shape she's kind of like a shapeshifter demon um in the mo- the movie gets pretty fucking graphic when it comes when it's a comedy slash horror and it gets pretty fucking graphic where like this uh guy who's like was once like uh i don't know if he was like a sex addict or a drug addict or whatever but he's trying to like you know like he's trying to like live that christian life and this sex demon is like tempting her with his vagina and her boobs and he starts to get a little fucking like hard, unlike meatloaf that we talked about earlier. And all of a sudden she makes when, when, when anytime she can seduce somebody, she can like, she can like harm them. She makes his fucking balls explode. And they show his exploded balls. And it is graphic. Like this, Guy, like after the fact, they show him. Yeah, dude, like after Ugh. his balls explode, this woman, this guy, this guy that he works with, unzips his pants, and they show his fucking scrotum and his balls, kind of like, and he makes a dick tourniquet with a shoelace so that he doesn't bleed out. It is fucked up, dude. That's smart on the fly thinking. I don't know if my balls blew up, if I could think, like, react that quickly and save myself like that guy did. That's that's insane. I really enjoyed this movie. It's not perfect, um, but it is a high taste in my opinion. I think it's definitely worth, worth watching. And, um, yeah, I would highly recommend this one. I had a lot of fun with it. It's called Porno porno it's strictly called porno and and you can see it on video on demand i'm sure a streaming service will pick this up so if you want to wait for it you can but i enjoyed it it was called porno kind of like a mix between evil dead and the ring a bit right you a watch little the bit tape and it unleashes the thing yeah yeah i liked it um i watched uh the vast of night on amazon prime matt did you see this I I was gonna watch it last night and just didn't get a chance to in the end. Um, and I'll, the the uh, the synopsis didn't really intrigue me as much as I'd hoped it would. Uh, yeah, it's in the twilight of the 1950s one, on one fateful night in New Mexico. Young switchboard operator Faye and charismatic radio DJ Everett discover a strange audio frequency that could change their small town and the future forever. Directed by Andrew Patterson. This is literally the only thing on this guy's IMDb page. I have, there's nothing else. Like, I have more credits on IMDb than this guy. That's true. Yeah, all right. Stop banging on about that. It's, fuck you! It's, it's, it's fucking true. I have an exact... We hear about that. <laughs> wow. Someone's jealous they don't have as many friends I fucking, I love 
Jake. Oh my god. Matt, Matt is just like, okay, dude, get the fuck over yourself, bro. Yeah, alright, so you're gonna be in a movie. Get over it! <laughs> Release the movie already. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, anyway. This movie, it's set in the 1950s, and it really looks like the 1950s. I wasn't around for the 1950s, so I gotta imagine this is what the 1950s look like. But, it really, like, it, it's set, it, it's in a town, and all the town, like, everybody knows each other. Like, everybody knows each other. Um, and there's a basketball game, they're all going to, like, the high school basketball game to watch this game. And, you've got, uh, Everett, who is like the radio DJ in town, and he's very like 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 the synopsis says, he's very charismatic. He's a fast talker. People think he's funny. And then you've got this uh, switchboard operator, Faye, and she hears this frequency um, when she's listening to the radio station. She hears like this strange audio frequency, and she plays it back to Everett. And he's like, I, I have no idea what it is. That's bizarre. But you know what? That's good radio. Let me play it over the radio station. And maybe somebody out there has a little bit more information on what this sound is. So he plays it. And then they get a call from a guy, Billy. And this guy, Billy, says that he's worked for the military and that he saw strange things. That the military would, like, bring him in and other men in, and he, you find out that Billy's African American, he's a black man, and, and they brought these black men in to like work on these different, you know, projects in the military because like, nobody would believe them. Because, you know, talking about 1950s where people were very discriminatory, like, and I know it's the same thing today, I'm not gonna get into that, okay, but back then it was like, it was kind of like a big deal, like, and, um, so he's telling, he's saying like, we saw something, they had something in there. I don't know what it was, but it was very secretive. And, and one of the guys that worked on the project, like recorded the sound and sent out tapes and that sound, I haven't heard it. Since you, I haven't heard it since you played it tonight. That's the exact same sound that I heard. And so it's like, it's this whole kind of like, um, mystery of like, what is this sound? What is going on? Um, the power ends up going out at the radio station. Um, all these different things happen. And the movie makes you think like, could aliens be involved? Could this be like, cause it takes place in New Mexico. Could aliens be involved? I'm not going to spoil it. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. But I, I really enjoyed this. And, like, there, there's not a lot of, like, they don't throw in all the sci-fi at once. You really have to wait around in this movie for it. But the phone calls that you get and, like, the interviews that you hear that Everett and Faye, like, do with these people, it reminded me of, like, when I was a kid, um driving around like late at night with my dad, my dad would every once in a while, like listen to like the AM station with Art Bell. Jake, I don't know if you ever listened to Art oh, Bell. Yeah. Or 
I love I loved Art Bell. Yeah, and like Art Bell would always talk about, you know, the paranormal. The he would talk about the paranormal. He would talk about, you know, um, UFOs and aliens. And people would call in. I remember one night listening with my dad, and like this guy called in, and he's like. He's like, I captured a demon or an alien or something. It's in a cage. It's in my basement. And Art just kept talking to this guy. And Art's like, I want to, you know, like, I want to see a picture of it, blah, blah, blah. And the guy ended up faxing a picture in. And if you, if you, if you faxed Art Bell or something, or if you called him or something like that, like they would fax you a picture. So like one of my, some guy that my dad works with actually had a fax machine. And this is like in the eighties and he brought like the picture to work and my dad ended up taking it home. And I don't know, it was, it was weird. It's like one of those things where it's kind of like looking at the picture of Bigfoot that, that was famous for the longest time. You know what I mean? Where you don't know what the fuck you're looking at. It could be a guy in a costume. It could be a Bigfoot. You know, you, you know what I mean? But, it's just vague enough that you yeah. can't dispute it, but you can't really confirm it either. Yeah, you got to wait for the fucking guy who took the picture of the Loch Ness monster to, to be on his deathbed to tell you it's fake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it. I don't know. I enjoyed the movie. I'll give it a high taste. It. Um, I. It kept me intrigued the entire time, and. Uh, um, I kind of enjoyed. I see the way it ends. I'm sure some people will be like, "Okay, what happened?" I kind of like came to my own conclusion. I guess it's a little ambiguous, but um, I enjoyed it overall. It's called The Vast of Night, and it's on Amazon Prime. Hmm. Sounds pretty good. I've, I've never heard of that. Oh, it just came out May 29th. It just dropped on man Amazon Prime. Did you guys have anything for your own personal good pop, bad pop? I was going to briefly talk about my experience with HBO Max, but we pretty much covered that already. Mm-hmm. Matt, did you have anything? Uh, nothing really. I've just been catching up on stuff that you've already talked about in yeah. a previous episode. So I've, I've caught up on a bit of Mythic Quest. Loving that show. It's oh, great. my God. Did you uh, – how, how how far are you into it? I am – uh, I'm episode five or six. The episode that's that's completely separate about the um, dying uh, is it dark night, dark death, dark quiet death game. Yeah, um, I think it's yeah. episode five. Okay, I, I love that so show. I'm on, I'm on that one. Um, but then we started watching it again because Cat wanted to watch it as well. Um, and yeah, then, yeah it, it was a bit of a slow going until it got to the Nazi episode, and that was oh that my. Was it. I, fucking was in hysterics it's so good it's so fucking good absolutely Ah. brilliant um so we watched that um a load of movies but again they're old movies i watched the fast and the furious movies for the first time i've never seen any of them before and i've just we sat down and watched all of them twice because we just enjoyed the stupidity of them so much yeah Uh, and yeah nothing else really interesting i what was your favorite fast movie matt um probably five yeah, it's the best one. Yeah, because that's just when they went, you know what? Let's lean into this. <laughs> the Rock's in it for the first time. Yep. He's, he's, he's the bad guy. Although although I do love um, the Statham, when Statham turns up. I think he is a brilliant addition to that series. Yeah, five and after is pretty much all gold. Yep, pretty much. I watched, uh, it's called Debt Collectors, and I recently found out that it, this is a sequel to an original movie called The Debt Collector. 
And so I'm, I watched, I watched the sequel and didn't watch like the first movie. Did that hinder you? No, no, it didn't. I'm going to go back and watch the original. It looks like the original stars like the same, like two main guys, but it also stars, I think Tony Todd is the villain from, you know, Candyman. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go back and watch it. But I saw that it starred Scott Adkins, who is, I've talked about Scott Adkins before. He's a martial artist. He's a British martial artist. And he was in uh, a movie called Avengement, which I gave a high taste it and I really enjoyed. And he was also in Ip Man 4 uh, as one of the villains in that movie. I've just, I've really kind of gotten into Scott Adkins. I think he's super talented. And um, so when I saw this movie was available to rent on VOD, I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to check this movie out. And, uh, it's about debt collectors, French and Sue and Sue is not a woman. It's a a boy named Sue. So it's kind of like that Johnny cash song, but, um, French and Sue get to work doing what they do best, cracking skulls and breaking bones as they chase down the various lowlifes who owe money to their boss, Tommy. They're summoned to Las Vegas to collect from a dirty casino owner who happens to be a vicious ex-lover of Sue's. Meanwhile, a notorious drug kingpin is on the warpath to kill French and Sue to avenge his brother's death. Facing danger from all angles, the pair will have no other choice but to fight their way out of an explosively dangerous situation. And like I said, it stars Scott Adkins and then Louis Mandelore. Um, and I'd never seen this dude before, but it's a comedy slash action movie. They label it as a comedy thriller. It's really not a thriller. It's more of a comedy. Yeah. It's more of a comedy action movie. Kind of like a buddy movie too. Um, but I'm going to give it a high taste. I really, I really had a lot of fun with this. Um, there are, I think a lot of this movie kind of hinges on the relationship and like the chemistry between the two main actors, Scott Atkins and Louis Mandalore. They're funny. They, they're, they're good together. I think they're really good together. And, um, they, they actually, I'm, I don't want to spoil too much, but I'll spoil a little bit here. They have a fight with each other where they just beat the shit out of each other in this movie. And it reminded me a lot of the Roddy Roddy Piper, Keith mm. David fight in They Live, where it just goes on and on and on and on, and they beat the shit out of each other. And you've got, like, they're, they're collecting these debts from three different people that owe Tommy debts, but Tommy is actually being held hostage by um, um, another, like, uh, another uh, crime boss. And so they think that they're collecting debts for Tommy and in all actuality, like Tommy's life hinges upon the fact that they collect the debts for this other crime boss. And, um, it's, it's a lot of fun and there's some great martial arts stuff here from, from Scott Atkins. He fucking has at the beginning of the movie, it's kind of like roadhouse where he gets into a bar fight. He's a bouncer at the beginning of the movie and he fucking beats the shit out of an entire group of people in a bar. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough to give it a high taste. It's not going to be for everybody. You really have to be like one of those people that love movies like, like tango and cash and stuff like that. And like those 
eighties and nineties movies where, you know, they would pair people up and they would, you know, just go on a stupid, ridiculous action movie together. And that is kind of like what I got here. And, um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it enough. It's not a Tupperware. This is nothing that like, you know, it's fucking like, oh my God, it reinvents the wheel. It's amazing, but it's fucking fun enough. And I, my personal opinion is that it's a high tasted. So I enjoyed it. It's called Debt Collectors. It's the sequel to The Debt Collector, which you can watch The Debt Collector on Netflix. I wonder what you'll think of the, uh, the first one. I wonder if it's one of those things where the first one was way better. Mm. I have no idea. I'm going to go watch the first one. Like I didn't find it. I was like 30 minutes into the movie. And then I kind of like, I kind of like, uh, let me look up this movie a little bit more. I want to know a little bit more about it, you know? And mm-hmm. then I was like, Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> this is a sequel. I had no idea it was a sequel. I don't think it hindered my viewing or my enjoyment at all, but on the flip side, maybe I would have enjoyed it. Maybe I would have Tupperware the fuck out of this movie had I seen the first one. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, hard saying. Maybe you would have tossed it because the first one was so amazing and yeah. this one was such a letdown. Who fucking knows? Yeah. I watched uh, a new animated show on Apple TV+. Plus. It's called Central Park. And it's a new animated musical comedy from the creators of Bob's Burgers. And it uh, features a cast of Josh Gad, Kristen Bell. David Diggs, Stanley Tucci, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., and it follows the family of uh, Owen Tillerman, who manages the New York's bustling Central Park and is forced to fend off a wealthy hotel heiress who wants to turn it into condos. And I watched the, the two episodes have dropped. I watched the first episode. I was a little put off at first when it went into like its musical shit. I'm not a huge musical guy when it comes to watching stuff on TV. You know this, Jay. Oh yeah. Totally. I, it takes a lot for you to love a musical. I, well, I love going to musicals. I like being, I, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen musicals in person and I, I've really enjoyed that. I saw The Wizard of Oz. I saw Wicked. I saw Spamalot. I've seen, uh, what was the Trey Parker, Matt Stone one? The one. Book of Mormon. The, Mo- uh, the Book of. The Book of Mormon. Yeah. Yeah, Book of Mormon. Cannibal was the movie that, that first oh. movie they did before South Park. But yeah, the Book of Mormon. I, and I've seen some, some musicals and I really enjoy it. And I see, I love them in person. But as far as like musicals are, like, I love, like movies, I love, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I love oh, that. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love that. But I can't, I, I hate Grease. I hate you this. You a Rocky Horror guy? Uh, not a huge Rocky Horror guy. I love going to the, I love going to the, like a live performance locally, you know? Oh yeah, so much fun. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not a, can't stand the sound of music, the movie, and I can't stand Grease. Um, Chicago can suck my balls. I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Kind care. of a broad statement. Kind of a yeah. Um, You're not going back to C two E two then? No, <laughs> the musical. The musical. The, can, the musical. The musical yeah. can suck my sweaty. Yeah, Matt knows. God damn it, Jake. I'm so gullible. <laughs> you are. You you <laughs> fell for it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Are you gullible or is Matt that convincing? That's the that's the question. 
bit of both. Uh, not yeah. that convincing. Uh, I stopped talking about Central Park, the animated series, 10 minutes ago. I don't know why people are still listening to this fucking episode. Anyway, um, it's, it's good. I, I, uh, actually, um, they, the singing kind of like drove me nuts at first, but like, then there's like this, the, like they did kind of like this hip hop rap song and which was the uh, last. That was, yeah. Cause I, I watched the first two episodes as well. Yeah. And, and that, that song won me over cause it was so black sheep. Yeah. And sort of tribe called quest ish. And I thought, and, and when he started singing about call me Mr. Baghands, I thought this is, this is awesome because it wasn't your classic musical. They were kind of making it a little bit more, um, like, you know, the music wasn't your, your rousing classical musical style. It was more street music and the music of, that you would hear around New York. And I, I actually started to really enjoy it. And I haven't, I haven't got a previous influence because I haven't ever watched Bob's Burgers. I think I've probably seen maybe half mm. of an episode. Yeah. And it was charming enough. But I actually quite like this, and I think I will probably continue watching it after episode two. Yeah, I, that's what won me over too. Was like the was was like the kind of like the hip hop rap that they did. Yeah. I was like, if they keep doing stuff like this, I, I I'm really digging this show. And did you watch episode two? I have not watched episode two. There's a there's a there's quite a good uh, another good song in episode two where they're talking about being superheroes and. Um, uh, weirdos make good superheroes is the kind of chorus and that's quite cool i'll check i yeah i'll check it out like i'm looking yeah. forward to watching the second episode of this more than i am the second episode of space force if that makes sense yeah i i would agree with that so, so I, I i'd give this a high taste it, i think yeah i'll give the first episode a high taste it as well like i didn't watch the second episode but I, I I do want to get back to this one. I thought it was a lot of fun. I love Bob uh, Bob's Burgers. I think that show is fantastic. Yeah, it's, you guys it, really make me want to watch this show. I didn't realize uh, Gad and Bell were kind of reunited here as well. Oh, you, you'd love it, Jake. It's you, it's right up your alley. Yeah, definitely. It's Apple show. Yeah, it's, yeah, Apple, it's Apple, Apple Apple TV, Apple TV Plus. Plus. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like the first, she wants to turn like. Uh, the first episode, like, there's been, like, uh, a dog napping. Like, her, her dog is missing, this heiress that wants to turn Central Park into, into condos. Her dog is missing. And so, like, the people go through Central Park and they're just kind of, like, tearing it up and destroying it. So, like, um, the manager there is kind of freaking out about this whole situation. But, I mean, it, it's it, turtle head day, isn't it? It's turtle head day, which that turns into a joke. It's funny. It's, it's, it's funny. I, yeah, like I, I almost got to the point where I was like, I was going to turn it off, but I kept going with it. And then the music kind of like grew on me and I kind of dug it. So, yeah, I'll probably I'll, this is something that I could definitely see myself watching week to week. It's it's fun enough. And I, and I love Bob's Burgers and this is from the same people. So. Are they releasing it that way too? There's only one or two episodes a week. Uh, two episodes this week, and I think that'll probably it'll probably just be like a a weekly drop after that, like on Friday. Okay, yeah. I kind of like that though. It makes you not as much intimidated by the whole prospect of watching the show. Yeah, you guys ready to jump into the pop culture leftovers news? Yeah, fucking a. Yep. Fucking a is right, sir. <laughs> There's no better answer than fucking A. Time to jump into the news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a little of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. 
It's gangsta as fuck, yo. I got some spawn news here from uh, Dark Horizons. Todd McFarlane has been long promising a spawn film. It's been on the way. But beyond his word, there hasn't been a lot of outside comment or movement on the project over the years. In the comics, Spawn is a human-turned-hell Spawn who possesses superhuman strength and speed and near-immortality. This would mark the third major screen adaptation of the character following 1997's not-well-regarded live-action film from New Line and 1999's acclaimed Emmy-winning HBO adult animated series. Uh, McFarlane's quotes have been up and down on it over time, with the project developing seemingly uh, gaining momentum only to stall for one reason or another. Now, though, it looks like things are stirring again. And this time, the update comes from another key player, producer Jason Blum. Blum is uh, currently out doing promotional rounds for Lee Winnell's The Invisible Man, releasing on home video formats this week. During that, he spoke with ComicBook.com and seems excited by the prospect of bringing the famed comics title to life. Quote, there's been an enormous amount of activity on Spawn. No new news that I'm going to reveal here. I'm sorry to tell you, but the title Spawn, I've been uttering that word a lot in the last two or three weeks, and we'll have more news to come. But suffice it to say, it is a very active, it is a very active development. I want to make the movie so badly, I wouldn't put that past myself. And it's an ex- and it's, it's an excellent question. But in this case, I've actually been talking to other people about it, that there's been a seismic event on Spawn. What the fuck? A seismic event. You yeah. would think that would be some kind of new casting. Casting right? news. Some new casting news. Uh, Maybe. Is Renner out? Is Jamie Foxx out? Between the two, I would guess it might be J.B. Fox. Jamie Foxx out? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard saying, though. Renner's a busy guy, too, with all the, uh, you know, Avengers TV show stuff. Or, you know, the Maybe they've series. got John Leguizamo back as the clown. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it fucking would. <laughs> he was the best part of that movie. Oh, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Seismic, seismic event on Spawn. He can't talk about it now. How long before fucking McFarland spills the beans on that? Oh, his next live Instagram. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So it looks like it's still happening though. And that, that's good. That's good news. It's not just McFarland that we're hearing from now. This is, this is coming. Yes, right? Yes, yes. McFarlane, it's just hard to really believe sure. the validity of it all. Like, you know, there's some semblance of truth, but it's yes. hard knowing. He's pretty self-promoting, and you don't know if it's just him being gung-ho or if this is actual news and it's going to happen. No, this is coming from big-time producer Jason Blum. So, I, you know. Yeah. I, th- I think I, I want this movie more than I wanted any of the other, like, Chambit or um, the Crow reboot or anything else. I want this to happen for his sake because I think he deserves to have this this his franchise made into a good movie because it could be a fucking good movie. It could be. Yeah. And I felt so sorry for him when the last one got released. I know he's still got his money out of it, but he was really... You know, he had come out and said he was really disenfranchised by the whole experience of making that first movie and that he couldn't make the movie he wanted to make mm-hmm. or he wanted it to. And I, I, I did feel sorry for the guy. Right? Yeah, still got his bed of money. But 
it, it's his it was his baby it's what it's what made oh, he changed the face of comics with spawn yeah you know, he, he changed the industry with spawn the from from merchandising to to god knows what else i mean even if he even if he fucking comes out with this movie he does it his way he does it his frank sinatra way i did it my yeah. way and let's say it sucks but at least he fucking did it, right? Yeah, he's done it. That's right. exactly it. Yes. It's it's his vision. It's his character. Everything is his. He yeah. did it his fucking way. And it's not like he's going on this journey alone. He's got Jason Blum there. Uh, don't forget that he's also got one of the greatest fucking effects guys in the business in Greg Nicotero involved in this. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, I don't know what this seismic event is, but he, let's, as of right now, he has two pretty damn good actors in Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner. So, I mean, yeah, I can sit here and be honest with you and say, like, Jeremy Renner's best movie was The Hurt Locker. I'll, yeah, I'm gonna say that. His first, oh, his, it's true. His best movie, it's not his first movie, but his best movie's The Hurt Locker. Second best movie is probably Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Fuck you if you don't like that movie. I fucking Shut love the front it. Door. Shut it's, the front door. It's fucking awful. awesome. It's fucking amazing. It's fucking Terrible. amazing. I will get Dan West on here and me and him will fucking suck the dick of that fucking movie all fucking day. You are welcome to it. I am sucking. Stick that fucking dick in my mouth. I'll suck that schlong all night. I Hansel love Hansel and Gretel never goes flaccid. No. Oh, God. It's fun. It's fun. That's what, that's what the Hansel and Gretel witch hunters is what the fucking new Hellboy should have been. Cause that, that new Hellboy was bullshit. Don't even. Yeah, Don't I, know. Even. I know. But anyway, anyway, I'm not gonna, you know what? No, I will. I'll fucking, I'll put on the gloves and we'll go at it about fucking Hansel and Gretel witch hunters. <laughs> I love that movie, Matt. Um, but anyway, that's, like, um, Speaking of the Spawn stuff, though, um, yeah. that Emmy-winning animated series that you brought up is one of the two ways it's been brought to the screen yeah. is on HBO Max. And if you haven't seen that or you, it's been a long time, it's it's well worth a revisit. Was that it, was just fucking amazing. Is it not on HBO now? I don't know if it's on the other services or not, but I went through the entire HBO Max library, and I, I 100% know it is there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Spawn animated series is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh god, do you remember the? Uh, we reviewed it. That the Spawn, that fucking uh, the short film that's on YouTube. Was it Dirty Laundry or no? It was like Dirty Laundry God. was the Punisher movie from fucking uh, Adi Shankar. This is yeah. a, oh, this oh, was oh, like a head. fucking a, a European movie. That fucking like Scandinavian or some shit. I can't remember. Where he goes to the grocery store. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That that was really fucking cool. That was fucking awesome. Did you see that, Matt? I don't think I did. No. I'll, maybe I'll fucking I'll find that YouTube video and I'll try to put it in the fucking show notes because it's cool. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's like it's very indie. It's very indie. Like indie film, it's a very yeah. it's a short film, and it just shows you how creepy Spawn could be, and like the statements from Todd McFarlane saying like Spawn doesn't show up in the movie a lot. This short film can kind of prove that that can be done, and you could still make 
a really good Spawn movie. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, don't they know. did a lot with a little. Yeah, they did a lot with a little. Agreed. I, if I can remember, who knows? Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow when I <laughs> tomorrow when I wake up and I'm fucking putting this episode together, who knows if I'm gonna remember to fucking put that fucking YouTube link in there? Just look up, uh, look up, do a Google search for Spawn short film, and I guarantee See if I can find I it. Really, get, it's, I think it's Swedish or some shit. It's like Swedish. It's like a Swedish Spawn short film. I guarantee you'll fucking find it if, if you if you Google it. It's there. It's not long at all. Spawn the Recall. Spawn the Recall. Yeah, pretty easy to find. I, I typed in Spawn short film, and it was the first video link. Spawn the Recall was that fucking... It's the Spawn toy that came out that kids were swallowing one of the fucking... Got it. They were swallowing one of the fucking like little pieces that came with it and dying. And they called it the Spawn Recall because kids were kids were eating it to my playlist. Did you? Oh, you got to watch it, man. It's fucking good. Yeah. Doctor Strange director. This comes from Dark Horizons. Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson is uh, been uh, set. To, I don't have a lot of news on this guy, so I just want to know your thoughts on this one. He's been uh, set to direct, to direct a sequel to Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Yeah, I'm super mad on this news. I, I like Scott Derrickson quite a lot. I absolutely adore Labyrinth. I feel like if there's no Bowie, what are we doing here? Yep, there's no point. Uh, I am going to 100% agree with you guys. Like, nobody can replace Bowie as the Goblin King. It, it, it can't be done. And yeah, are we trying to have someone fill in that role? Because that sounds absolutely horrendous. Are we creating new characters? Because that seems absolutely pointless. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. Oh, fuck. Are we going to have uh, the Goblin Prince? Ugh, it just sounds... Whichever way you paint this brush, it just sounds terrible. Yeah. It just sounds like a fucking cash grab, and I hate it. Labyrinth is one of those movies that I hold incredibly fondly in my heart as a kid. Like Never Ending Story and the Last Starfighter, Last Starfighter, uh, Last Starfighter. Yeah, and I, yeah. I just there's, there's Labyrinth doesn't need to be changed. It doesn't need to be added to. Yeah. That story is brilliant, and Bowie makes that movie. Henson's puppets make that movie. Uh, leave it alone. Yeah, I would be um, okay if they gender swapped the Goblin King and maybe gave Lady Gaga the shot. That's the only person I could think of that would make me excited, but I smell it's going to be something horrific. Like It's going to be like Adam Levine from Maroon 5 doing the role or some shit like that. If they gender swap, it would be Lady Gaga, or it would be Tilda Swinton, or it would be Kate Blanchett, or... I mean, they could go a number of different ways. I'm just sick of the fucking gender swapping. I, I'm so I, I'm over it. I'm fucking. No, I get it. And the only reason I just the only reason I suggest it here is like I don't want to see a Bowie impersonation. So that's the only way I could see. Just do just call her the Goblin Queen and have her be her own fucking character at that point. That works yeah. just as well too. You know, like my you know. I don't know. Yeah, that's basically what I <laughs> yeah. mean. I, I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I get it. it. It's just one of those. It's just one of those things where going back to to swapping out David Bowie. I think like the character is kind of irreplaceable. You know, 
Like, oh yeah, I mean, like, the, I completely agree. That's actor. why I barely care in the first place. Yeah, yeah. It would take some miracle casting to make me even want to watch this movie. I just, honestly, it's like it's like uh, this whole news story just made me think, why, why? Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Nobody's asking for this. Nobody's asking for this at all. I don't think most people. I don't think millennials know what the fuck Labyrinth is. That, and that's fine. But for those of us that hold it near and dear, yeah, why? So it's, I don't, it's going to be a giant flop because I think the people that hold it near and dear don't want it, probably won't see it, and millennials won't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they'll have no point of reference. Exactly. So they won't be interested. Yeah. And kids won't be bothered because it's puppets. Or are they going to scrap the puppets and do it all as a... Uh, no, no, they, 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 Henson is, is involved. They've got, they've got Henson's son involved in this. John Henson. Like they, the Henson company is involved in this one. So he should know better than to touch it anyway. I don't, just keep making, like, you know, the Dark Crystal stuff was fun. I, I, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Did you finish yeah, that series? I didn't, didn't require humans at all either. So I made it a lot easier. I didn't finish it, but I got like about halfway through. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you, get you back. You should go back and finish it because it is yeah. uh, it, it finishes really strong. Okay, okay, I'll check it out. It, it's I, a, it was a really good show. I really enjoyed it, and the voice acting in that was superb. Yeah. News from Fire. Yeah, fuck Labyrinth. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. Labyrinth can suck my dick. So you can, you, what is up with the, everything sucking, everything's dick? In the, it's me. I keep saying it. <laughs> yeah, I think I said it once this episode. And I'm saying it like it's a, like, like it's a bad thing. And then I gotta think back to myself, like, some people enjoy sucking dick. I didn't take it as you were saying it was a bad thing. I was taking it you would rather this thing suck your dick than be a thing you have to watch. Like if those are the two options, but like what if the option is watching the labyrinth reboot, yeah. or having it suck your dick. No, but what if the, what if what if, what if the labyrinth reboot suck my dick really good? Oh, I'm assuming it would. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on? I'm giving it all the credit. So, innocent until proven guilty. I bet it's a good dick sucker. I mean, maybe I don't know. You know, it's like it's like it's like I don't know. Like I. I want to feel. I want. I don't want it to feel like. I don't want to feel any teeth. Okay. I want. It, I mean. I don't want to feel any teeth. And you know, like you if, want a good gummy one. I want Just a, think of how yeah. well Bowie juggled those balls in the original labyrinth. Dude, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> it's all about the balls. You know what I mean? Like that's labyrinth the thing. knows that more than any other movie because it's like with a good blowjob, like. A good blowjob. The balls are not neglected. Like the balls are not neglected. The balls are not like the redheaded stepchild in the fucking, you know, uh, fellatio universe. The balls are being, they're paid very much attention to. Balls are getting a lot of attention. They're being praised. They're given treats. You know what I mean? Good boy. Good boy. Way to go. You know what I mean? Pat on the head, pat on the back, whatever. Here's a fucking blue ribbon. Like, here's a trophy. You're doing a great job, balls. Balls are getting it all. Like, it's like the ultimate fucking Christmas. You know what I mean? They're getting fucking every fucking toy that they ever wanted for Christmas. Balls are getting all this attention. Balls are getting hugs, affection, love. 
We love you, balls. That's a good blowjob. A bad blowjob is like teeth and and fucking like you know like uh, uh, no no ball action. Maybe maybe she's got. Dry mouth. I don't know. Maybe maybe you maybe you're rocking some pubes in there, and she's fucking got that shit fucking going on in her teeth, and that's that's also fuck that's fucking up her game, guys. You know what? It's not all them all the time, guys. All right. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes you. You ever heard of a fucking razor? Seriously, go down there. It's not nineteen fucking seventy. You're not Tom fucking Selleck. You're not Burt Reynolds. All right. Okay. Fucking. I mean, seriously. Seriously, you, you, you trim your hedges. Sometimes your this shit. This is a just, classic PCL message here. Sometimes your shit. Yeah, this is. We're going back to manscaping. Sometimes your shit just gets fucking crazy. All right, you might get a little bit more blowjob action if you're a little bit smoother down there. Okay, all right, ladies, you too. I'm not. No, I'm not discounting you. I dated a girl. I like them smooth down there. I dated a girl. She had like this fucking Adolf Hitler mustache above her vagina, and every time I wanted to fucking like do like a fucking Heil Hitler salute or something to her fucking. <laughs> Seventies porn down it was, there. Yeah, it was like seriously. Get get rid of your fucking Hitler mustache over the top of your vagina. Just shave it. Get it out of there. All right. Just fucking. I seriously. I want it baby smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't Hopefully know. This going. episode will get at least one person a blowjob. <laughs> Seriously, is accomplished. Do, you know, you know what, you know what's a good razor. Um, I, I can't remember, but I was dating somebody, and she had. Uh, I can't remember if I can't remember who it was, but she was she was using a, one of those Venus fucking razors. I use that on my dick. I shave my balls with one of those Venus women razors. Yeah, they got that nice big handle. Yeah, I fucking I've sh- I've shaved my balls with that shit. You could shave it with worse things. Fucking a. Yeah, I do the I do the uh, I do the Dollar Shave Club thing where they send me the new razors all the time. Do they have a dick package? I wish they did. I wish they had a. <laughs> I wish they did. I really do. I really. I wish I could get electrolysis on my ball hair. That that way I wouldn't have to worry okay, about nair. it anymore. <laughs> nair that shit up. Nair my fucking shit. That way I could just have smooth fucking balls all the time. Smooth, silky balls all the time. About the American dream. <laughs> I know. Dude, it's like, who the fuck wants, like, who wants to suck on prickly fucking balls? And, like, uh, oh, and, uh, and, uh, like, so she's going down on the shaft and then you got prickly, prickly shaft hair at the stem of your penis. Get rid of, no! We need, guys, we need to be more, we need to really we we need to we need to zone in on the on the prickly dick hair and get rid of it we need to remove it we need to make it a place a fun place a wonderland for our partners that they can you enjoy you need to look into the lawnmower brian a lot yeah, needs to look like a brand new ping pong ball. Basically, have you heard about that? It's from a company called Manscaped. It's called uh-huh. Lawmo, which is an electric razor for your balls. Really, but it's specifically designed so it won't catch or nick your skin. Oh god, it's because I'm, I'm getting under there. I got to stretch the skin. You know what I mean? 
I got a script. I got a script. And ball hair, it's a bitch. child, isn't it? It's a bitch. It's a race against time because, like, when you're taking a shower and you're shaving the ball hair, it's a race against time. Ladies, you don't know what we do. It's a race against time. And let me explain this. Number one, you gotta fucking, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta shampoo the hair. You gotta condition. Okay. I use a facial scrub in the shower. Okay, because I'm opening the pores with all the warm water, so I might as well use the facial. So on scrub. the balls, You're using the facial scrub on the balls. Why am I going to use facial scrub on my dick? It's on my fucking face, jackass. Anyway, oh, I thought this was no, <laughs> dude. I'm not using. I'm not using. No fucking... wonder it's a racing concentrate on the ball. No, dude, I'm not using facial scrub on my dick. It's on my face. I don't get fucking acne on my fucking dick. I don't get fucking cacne. That, that's why I was shocked in the first place. No, no, no. It's a race against time for the hot water. Because it's like I like when I'm shaving down there, dude. I want fucking hot water, like you know, going again. I want I want a fucking I want hot water going going against my balls. Well, I get it? I, that's why you just need to make the ball shaving and the actual shower two separate events. Dude, dude, that is easier said than done. <laughs> Like you're talking about fucking I'm you're talking about like I'm going to have to let like uh I'm going to have to put that into like a schedule or something like that. I'm going to have to fucking schedule that shit. I'm going to have to let Alexa know that I'm doing that shit. You know what I mean? Have her remind Alexa, me. Double shower. Uh, Alexa, we're going to doing uh, you know, cock shaving. Seems doable. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, dude. What the fuck? This is stupid. Better than shaving your balls with cold water, which is what sounds like you're doing. No, 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 no. I'm doing a half-ass job, is what I'm doing. <laughs> sounds better than that. Too. I'm doing a half. Like I think, like once I'm done, like oh, I got it all. I got it all. And then it's all like, like once I get out, it's like, what the fuck? How the fuck is this shit still on my scrot? Where the fuck did this shit come from? <laughs> I went over this part. I went over this part like four, four, four fucking times. I stretched the fucking skin out and I fucking, I was fucking shaving down there. Where the fuck did this fucking prickly little bitch come from? Looks There's like no a better sign of the lack of news this week than this ball conversation. <laughs> no, man. It's, it's, it's fucked up. It's fucked. It's fucked up when it looks like there's a fucking hedgehog fucking hanging out in my scrot after I fucking spent like 20 fucking minutes in the shower trying to take care of that shit. Yeah, that's bad. That's worse than it being a hedgehog in the first place. You actually committing to fixing it and having it look bad. Yeah. God, I just I want I want my balls to fucking just be smooth and sparkly and smooth because you, like we're bitching. You said smooth twice. I know, dude. We're, we're, Double smooth. smooth. <laughs> oh man, anyway, I'm moving on. Moving. Uh, Cobra Kai needs to find a new home. YouTube's done with fucking. Um, these scripted shows, and so they're putting Cobra Kai up for sale. Did you guys hear about this? No, no I mean I, I knew the first half, but I did not know the second half. Yeah, they had two seasons. It looks like they're finding they're looking for a new home, and uh, this guy, you know, I got the news from Firewire Blog, uh, FirewireBlog dot com, and um, it looks like uh, Netflix and Hulu are currently the top contenders for the rights. To the project, um, and then uh, it looks like whoever's going to get it will also be 
securing the rights to the previous two seasons. So personally, I think Hulu needs to throw all the monies at this. Yeah, Hulu needs anything. I mean, I can't think of any ongoing in the pulse of pop culture Hulu original programming besides Handmaid's Tale, and that feels pretty 15 minutes ago at this point. Yeah, I mean, Hulu, I don't know. They've got, like, this deal worked out with, you know, FX, and they had... Hulu had the um, Solar Opposites show that blew up, the, 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 the Justin Roiland, Rick and Morty animated kind of show that blew up recently. Uh, Handmaid's Tale, uh, Dave on FX was also kind of like you know, would show up on, uh, on Hulu, but you're right. Like Hulu is not like the destination for most people as far as like new quality programming. Um, yeah, it's claim to fame was kind of repeating cable television shows. Sure. And now that more and more of those shows are going to their own, like well, niche yeah. streaming network, they the, just don't have that as much anymore. The NBC stuff that they have now is probably all going to go to Peacock. Right. I mean, you have exactly, to imagine. Exactly. And I would expect more to come on that level. Yeah. Like I went there, you know, I could go to the Freeform app to watch the Everything's Gonna Be Okay, a show that I really enjoyed. Or I could just watch it on Hulu. And I, I typically would just watch it on Hulu. Um, and the, there, there's a lot of anime that shows up on Hulu. But yeah, as far as the original program, Hulu should throw all the fucking money at Cobra Kai. I really hope it, I, here's the, here's the thing. People, if you're worried about Cobra Kai not coming back, you're crazy. It's going to find a home. I promise you that, that the, I guess the biggest thing that I can say about this is that the third season has been filmed, I believe, and they're just looking for a home for it. Somebody's going to buy this. It's going to come out. Don't worry about Cobra Kai season three. It's just, it all depends on like where it's going to go. Is it going to go to Hulu? Is it going to go to Netflix? We'll see. Yeah, I'm sure it is a bit of a bidding war. And I think you're right. Hulu does need to empty the pocketbook and write a good check and get this. They they definitely need it more than Netflix does. It'll it, just be another show on Netflix's plate, but it'll be a destination show for Hulu. It had record-breaking viewership of over 80 million viewers across the first and second season premieres for Cobra Kai. So... It's not a matter of like, is it going to get picked up? It's going to get picked up. It's going to get picked up. That's not an issue here. Um, I, I, I firmly believe somebody's going to pick it up. It's just like, where is it going to go to? So, yeah. I, I, uh, Matt, did you watch Cobra Kai? I watched and loved the first season, and I haven't gotten around to watching the second season yet. Second season, the Daniel... Like the Daniel stuff and um oh god I can't remember his fucking name. What's his fucking name? Uh Zapka's character. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. The 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 Daniel and Johnny stuff is fucking superb. It's so good. It's like yeah. the cleanest shaven balls of television <laughs> that you've ever Double fucking fondled shape. and like put in your mouth. Like it's the, it is like the silkiest shaft you've ever had touch your lips. But the second se- like, okay, like that. Okay. 
that's, that stuff between them is fucking fantastic. It's the kids stuff, like all the teenage stuff in season two just gets a little stupid in my opinion. Yeah. So hopefully they'll tighten that up in uh, season three. Hopefully. And hopefully it goes to Netflix for me because we don't get Hulu. Yeah. What the, what the fuck, Disney? You own that shit yeah. now. What, what the fuck are you doing to get Hulu over there? What the fuck are you doing, Disney? Yep. Little fucking bitches. <laughs> we, we'll have to wait. Die. We'll have to wait a long time until we get solar opposites because it hasn't been picked up by anybody over here. That, that, that fucking, that's ridiculous. That's mm. ridiculous. It's so good, man. It's really good. Have, did you hear the news about, uh, this came from Deadline, Lee Winnell's 2018 Blumhouse sci-fi thriller upgrade is getting a TV series follow-up? Yes. I, I did that. see this, yes. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, it looks like in the film, after his wife is killed during a brutal mugging that also leaves him paralyzed, Gray Trace, uh, played by Logan Marshall Green, is approached by a billionaire inventor with an experimental cure in the form of a computer chip implant called STEM. The implant provides its host with heightened physical abilities, allowing Gray to exact revenge on those responsible for his wife's death. Now, this new series is co-created and executive produced by Winnell and Tim Walsh from Treadstone, uh, who serves as showrunner. Winnell, coming off writing and directing Blumhouse's The Invisible Man, is set to direct. Blumhouse Television and UCP are collaborating on the adaptation, which is open to writer's room. Upgrade the series picks up a few years after the events of the film and broadens the universe with an evolved version of STEM and a new host imagining a world in which the government repurposes STEM to help curb criminal activity. In the writer's room, which is breaking stories and writing scripts for Upgrade's first season, Winnell and Walsh are joined by writers, producers Crystal Ziv Houghton and James Rowland, who ran the second season of TV uh, of Blumhouse's TV's USA Network horror series, The Purge, also an offshoot from a Blumhouse movie title. Um, first question is, uh, where is this going to air? I can't imagine that this is going to be like a network show. This has to be like cable or a streaming service because it's pretty bloody. It can get pretty bloody. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 it's. It's set, it, this is a sequel to the movie in a series without the main character. And it sounds a little bit to me that they're using STEM to help curb criminal activity. I'm thinking of like, I'm thinking of like Judge Dredd in a way where, but like all the police officers in this, in this world have these upgrades, these heightened senses. Hmm. Maybe. Would, you be, would you be, I know how much you loved upgrade. Is that enough of a hook for you to want to watch the TV show? Dude, it, there's a lot that goes into this. I loved upgrade the movie. 
but making this a TV series, it really depends on kind of like who's going to like, where is this going to go? Like if it goes to HBO, like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Let's do this. Um, if it goes to Netflix, sure. You know, if it goes to, I don't know. Like it needs to go. Disney plus. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, did you see upgrade? I did. I, I actually watched it recently, and, w- and without going into spoilers, because I think that people should still watch it if they yeah. haven't seen it yet. Um, the way that movie's left off is quite ambiguous as to what STEM is, and I think that if they try and sort of pigeonhole it into a a crime fighting tool, I think they'd lose part of the 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 interest that that movie left you with. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. difficult to kind of explain it without spoiling, but sure. Yeah. Where that movie leaves off is like is very kind of questionable. Um, and I think if they then try and pigeonhole it back into making it a, a hero, um, it might not have the same same appeal and, and interest for me personally. What if it's people fighting against them? That's more interesting. I'm with, dude, I'm kind of with you on that, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. People fighting against them. STEM is the problem now. Like, maybe, maybe finding, maybe creating another AI to be uh, an opposing force to STEM. Yeah, like, you know, like, you've got people that are like Apple users. You know what I mean? It's all proprietary. Yeah. It all comes from Apple. They're happy with it. But then you got people that like to fuck with their shit and make their shit crazy. And those are Android users, you know? <laughs> and you know what I mean? They like the, yeah. yeah. So like maybe, yeah, maybe you've got like some of these fucking people like that are fucking with their own AI software that will come out with something to battle against them. I, I, I'm, dude, I love what you're saying. Yep. Upgrade Upgrade was the shit, though, wasn't it? It was good. It was fucking great. Oh, That was like one of those movies. It was so short-lived in the theater, and like very few people were talking about it. But the people that saw it in the theater and the people that watched it would fucking rave about it. They were fucking – They seriously, they were talking about how silky smooth that shaft went in their mouth. Like they loved it. Oh, I need to get off of this fucking ball talk. You do. <laughs> it's like, they're, they're like episode 330 – what is it? What are we on? 335? you chap lips now, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright guys that is all I got for news we're going to come back we're going to talk about Jake I guess you're going to bring up a little bit of Marvel news I guess you, there's a little bit of Marvel news that we can talk about yeah it's not even that good too I, ever since I brought it up to you and then I read more into it and it's kind of a clickbait headline ah, of what shit. really was said shit Jake's reading we got this covered news Jesus. No, it came from Entertainment Weekly, so I figured it was legit. But even Entertainment <laughs> Weekly kind of clickbaited their own interview. You got, you got, you got so offended when I said that. You were no, just, I just, you were, yeah. You, I don't want you black. I don't want you saying <laughs> bad things about Entertainment Weekly. I, I'm down for the we got discovered shitting, but you know what Jake's Entertainment Weekly is? We got discovered news. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Jake takes we got this covered news as the gospel. 
<laughs> like every time there's a we got discovered news story, Jake sends it to me and he's like, Oh my god, dude. I'm like Yeah, I don't understand why Brian never lets me get any of my stories in on it. <laughs> Bullshit. You get so excited. It's ridiculous, Jake. And I try to explain to you, Jake, it's we got this covered. They're not reliable. All your news is good and all my news is bad. I get it. <laughs> oh, fine. Are we gonna, seriously, are we going to have this conversation now? Are we going to do this now, Jake? Yeah, fuck all this. Are we, no, seriously, are we doing this fucking now, bro? I don't even care if it's shaved or sheen anymore. <laughs> oh, Dude, seriously, like if I don't have to deal with this enough off mic with you now that we're on the fucking show, if you want to fucking have it out right now, bro, we can have it out right now. All right. <laughs> wow, that bro was like a, a, a millimeter away from a chief. It felt like, oh, dude, it's either dude. Seriously, it, it, it there is there are those chief moments. That was not a chief moment. Um, it felt very close. I it felt, felt like I was almost there. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, we, we, I don't know. We were, we were centimeters away from a chief, possibly. I don't know. It could have been a chief. I, yeah. <laughs> this is dumb. Hey, let's take a break. We'll come back with the, uh, uh, the bullshit, uh, Marvel news that Jake has for us from We Got This Covered, and then we'll do some decent. <laughs> 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 they ought to call it Jake has this covered. They get a lot of clicks. At that point, I would start saying that shit was real. The only thing that's covered is fucking your mouth with fucking we got this covered's dick. Because you suck that shit all the time, bro. Uh, it's always, always hairs in the teeth. Jake's pulling out fucking pubic hairs out of his teeth all the time from that fucking media outlet. You know what I mean? And he- <laughs> Damn you, Light News Week. Look what you've done to me. Yeah, I'm like, Jake, what, dude, what have you been, what have you been up to lately? He's just like, oh, I just been reading. So we got this covered. So I've been flossing. Oh, I get it. I get it, man. Dude, that was a long way to a fucking terrible joke. Let's take a quick, let's take a let's, <laughs> Dude, even, dude, even I can recognize when I fucking need to stop. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with DC News. Or Jake's bullshit Marvel News. <laughs> oh, man, I thought you forgot for a No, no, I want to hear your bullshit news. We'll be right back. Hi, I sound like Morgan Freeman. I bet most of you do some online shopping with Amazon. It's just so easy. I myself logged in today to buy adult diapers. No, I'm not embarrassed. I have zero shame. And I really don't give a fuck what you think. I'm at that age. You'll get here too one day. And don't think that you won't, you naive asshat. One day you too will be just like Jamie Lee Curtis and shitting your body weight and Dan and yogurt, and the next thing you know, you'll be on Amazon ordering adult diapers saying, holy shit, that freckled face fucker was right. Anyway, the whole point of this is to tell you that popcultureleftovers.com has an Amazon shopping link. What that means is when you click on the link from their website, it helps the show. It doesn't charge you extra at all. You just shop like you regularly would, and Amazon takes care of the rest. 
It's easy and convenient, just like these diapers. I literally blew up this diaper while recording this ad. Hashtag truth. All right, we're back, dude. When we are on break, I fucking thought to myself, I wonder if there are instructional videos on how to shave your balls. And there is, there's many, multiple videos on how to shave your balls. And the one that I'm listening to comes from Queer Works on YouTube. And it's Works spelled W-E-R-K-S. And it's illustrated with fruit. So if you want to watch the video, you can search it that way. But here's what they say about shaving your balls. (laughs) Hold on. And they play music and it sounds like fucking... Like the like the Super Nintendo Mario music, it's fucked up. So, <laughs> so let me play this. Hold on. It does. Knowing the best way to shave your balls can be a prickly situation for some, but it doesn't have to be if you have the right information. Shaving your balls can lead to pleasure in certain activities Mm. and improve overall comfort. To shave your balls, you'll need three tools. A pair of scissors, a standard razor, and optionally, an electric razor. If your ball hair is incredibly long, it is advised you start by clipping the longer hair with a pair of scissors. Number step number one, clip now, your this ball is hairs. Easier and done most effectively if your <laughs> balls are scrunched up and cold. Next, you'll want to shave your balls with a standard razor. This takes time and patience, and it's also done most effectively when used with shaving cream and cold, scrunched-up balls. Once it is settled and gotten nice and foamy, take your standard razor and slowly, in small strokes, shave different parts of the ball area that need to be shaved. Once you've shaved your balls all nice and to the texture that you would like, you can then wipe off any excess shaving cream that remains. If you're in a hurry, use an electric razor. This will save time and mess and can get you a nice clean shave in a minute's time. Remember to be just as gentle with an electric razor as it is an electric razor and there are blades spinning near your balls. So what about those of us who cannot get scrunched up balls? Well, loose, saggy balls make it much harder to shave, especially with an electric razor or a standard razor. To combat this, you must pull the bottom of the scrotum and squeeze your balls as tight as you can. Squeeze your balls! Follow the same procedure as if if your balls were scrunched up and cold, but this time you will have full control of the tightness of your ball skin. Full control. There are other products out it's there important. used for removing hair from your sensitive area. Here's your alarm. Oh, shit. <laughs> not to use them. It will burn like the burning case of bloody head on your ballsack if you even attempt to do this. If you follow these methods, you're on your way to soft, delicate, beautiful balls. Good luck and happy teabagging. Oh my god! 
Oh my gosh. Jake, I see that solved your problem right there. It recommended cold balls, so you want to do them at the end of your shower anyway. Oh my god, I need to get freezing cold balls, scrunched up balls. Yeah, and shave yeah, my that, shit. That was very informative. I loved like the original Koji Kondo score there too. Yeah, that, that was amazing. <laughs> so good, man. Oh my god. This episode, honestly, I was worried about it to begin with, but I think it's been <laughs> super informative. <laughs> That's interesting because I was just thinking that might have been the lowest moment in pop culture leftovers <laughs> history. <laughs> really, the, the, playing playing the ball video from Queer Works, <laughs> oh, dude. Man. I think I was just laughing to it. Oh my god! But I just I I imagine a lot of our listeners just have like insanely hairy bushes, like briar patch, like rabbits are dying in that shit. Fucking. I've actually drawn that Venn diagram with pop culture leftovers listeners and hairy private areas. Yeah. And that's a pretty, those circles just basically are right in, right on top of each other. Seriously. You, you don't even know there's two circles. Yeah. Seriously. It's, it's almost like a fucking solar eclipse at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see anything because it's all that ball hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nice way to work that back. Thank you. I know. I dude, I'm on top of things. I just like I'm on top. Just shave your fucking genitals, people. Jesus Christ! It's not 1970, and you're not fucking Farrah Fawcett. I don't know. Did she have a fucking? Did she have a hairy bush? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm gonna guess yes, just for the sake of the joke. Sure, it was 1970. It's it's uh, yeah, exactly. All right. You don't want to look like Emmanuel. Oh, fuck it, Emmanuel. I remember those. Fucking watching Skinamax back in the day. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> hey, Jake, what's this fucking J.K. Simmons Marvel news? Oh, J.K. Simmons Marvel news. <laughs> well, the clickbait was saying that he was going to return for multiple Spider-Man movie sequels. Yeah. But the actual quote really doesn't say that at all. They asked him about his next MCU Spider-Man film after the post-credit sequence that we saw in Far From Home. And all the actor says is he doesn't know if you should use the word to expect to see me. He explains that he signed on to do sequels, but the studio isn't obligated to use him in those sequels. Still, he bears no ill will about this. It's great to have the opportunity. And as these things evolve, maybe be one of the holdovers from the previous version. So the headline makes it seem like it's guaranteed he's going to be in the next couple Spider-Man movies. But the quotes, he sounds like he doesn't even know if he's going to be in the next one yet. Oh, Jesus. No, Jesus. But that is interesting that he has no confirmation at all. Because I, I kind of thought by that in credit sequence that that was cement and stone. Yeah. That he was going to be the JJJ in this universe in the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, that they're going to bring him back as uh, J. Jonah Jameson going forward. Like, it's, he's irreplaceable. But I think, like, maybe he's thinking to himself, like, oh, man, maybe my future's with Commissioner Gordon in the DC. Oh, he's not thinking that, 100%. <laughs> okay, okay. Question, question. Who's got more ball hair? J.K. Simmons, Richard Simmons. Go. Uh, I would say J.K. Simmons. Oh. I bet Richard Simmons is fucking like a fucking great. Fuck yeah, I guarantee you Richard Simmons has watched that video like 20 fucking times. This shit's fucking, <laughs> his shit is fucking is Sean. <laughs> all that, think of all the chafing he would have with all those like aerobics, all those disco aerobics. Oh, I know. 
Yeah, and uh, those ball sack. Like you just those things don't combine. He's fucking wearing those fucking like uh, tights and shit. You know what I mean? Rubbing against yeah. his body, all the chafing that would happen if he didn't. I don't know. Do, do you uh, do you think that Richard Simmons can even grow ball hair? I think it all goes. I, I, I bet think he can. I bet he does have to shave. Probably. At least once a week. Mm-hmm. I think it all goes to that I, fucking head of his. I have an either or for you on the on the ball hair commentary. Oh, who has more ball hair, J.K. Simmons, J.J.J. from Spider Man, or J.K. Simmons, Commissioner Gordon? Which fictional character has more ball hair? Do you think? Mm, I think the J.K. Simmons from Spider Man has no time to shave that fucking shit. Yeah, he seems very angry. He's very angry. He has no time to shit. He has no time. And, like, I think, honestly, he would be a much happier person if he did and would probably receive more blowjobs from his wife at home if he did. Yeah, the complete lack of blowjobs might be why he's so angry in the first place. Exactly. I seriously think, like, dude, if you just fucking, if you just fucking took a razor down there, like, you wouldn't care about, you wouldn't be bitching about fucking spider-man he wouldn't be the the nuisance the menace that you think he is if you just fucking shaved your ball hair bro you know what fucking sucks i bet like fucking wolverine shaves his ball hair and it just grows back in five seconds i guarantee fucking a that's why gene gray never wanted any part of him and went team cyclops <laughs> she was all about cyclops man because cyclops could fucking just use like he could just fucking like he could just burn that shit off with his fucking cyclops fucking lasers and shit oh yeah he's he's had that power enough that's why he's so precise with it anytime he yeah. needs to be yeah fucking wolverine he's got that healing factor and his ball hair just grows right back yeah you need a fucking triple blade adamantium razor for one and then the shit yeah. just grows right back Oh my god, can you imagine shaving your balls with adamantium blades though? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's like, dude, like, that is the cleanest shave you're ever gonna fucking get. Like, if, like, he can't do it for himself because the shit's gonna grow back. But on the flip side, if I could go to fucking the Wolverine manscaping service and have fucking Logan, fucking James Howlett, fucking like shaving my balls with this fucking wolverine claws dude that would be the smoothest fucking shave you could ever get in your fucking life dude i agree i agree how could it be he would, he would need to have some years under his belt before i let him near my uh my area <laughs> yeah what if you went into like That's not a, rage all of a it's, sudden? Yeah, it's, it's not anything you want him training on is it yeah it's like it's like, like you know like certain things you talk about with like your like your hairdresser and stuff like that but like once you start talking politics with <laughs> world fuck, war two flashbacks start happening yeah dude and then he fucking like he goes into wolverine berserker rage and fucking just goes nuts on your balls <laughs> Oh man, he looks up and sees the ceiling fan and just starts going crazy on your ball. Oh my god. Dude, it's not a chopper. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. Right. Then- Saber too. <laughs> oh my god. I had DC news this week. What do we got here? I don't yeah, know. That was Marvel news. That was Wolverine, Marvel. His ball hair goes back. His Wolverine's ball hair goes back when you shave it. <laughs> It just fucking bounces back. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's weird. Wolverine to open a manscaping business once the X-Men fall apart. 
could do it right now. He's always on like seven teams. Man, I don't know, man. I would love to have a fucking adamantium blade just cut my pubes off like a hot knife through butter. I would love it, man. That would there's that's it's fucking give me some fucking uh just put some you know do you like you know you know that gel that turns into foam? I love that I shit. I love that stuff. Oh my the god. Shaving, shaving gel, yeah. Oh the shaving gel. It's not just shaving gel either, though. It's like it comes out as gel. And then it evolves. It turns into yeah. something else. It turns into foam. The more you rub it on your fucking balls or your face or whatever the fuck, it activates and it turns into foam. And then you're just like, ah, dude, it's fucking awesome. Science and shit on your face. I'm doing fucking chemistry experiments in the shower with yeah. that shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Gel that turns into foam. Oh, my God. The marvel of the modern age. The marvel of the modern age, sir. Um, um, Okay. All right. So more Snyder Cut news. And this comes from Slash Film. They said heroic Hollywood finder, uh, founder Umberto Gonzalez, who was uh, one of the first to hear the rumors about the, Z- uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League finally getting released, recently appeared on the podcast The Wrap and revealed that Zack Snyder would be somewhat limited in how he can finish his version of the movie. He said, there's not going to be any reshoots of any kind with any actors. It's just additional dialogue. Here's something that hasn't been reported yet. Snyder did want to shoot, and he wanted to do additional photography, but HBO Max said, no, that's not happening. We'll give you money for post-production, for special effects, for scoring, and ADR, but no reshoots of any kind on this movie. So... Like that was the- HBO smart. They know he'd like film like five hours of footage and they let him. It's <laughs> true. But here's the, but again, I keep hearing rumors of reshoots and I, I was torn on this last week. I kept saying that I felt like reshoots could happen and I'm still split on this. Like I'm still split on, oh, maybe I'm not on, in all likelihood, we're probably not going to get reshoots, but on a podcast this week, Wonder Brothers CEO, Bob Greenblatt said this of the Snyder Cut. It isn't easy as going into the vault and there's a Snyder Cut sitting there to put up. It does not exist. Zach is actually building it and it's a, and it's complex, including new VFX shots. It's a radical rethinking of that movie and it's complicated and wildly expensive. I'll just say I wish it was just 30 million and stop there. It's an enor- it's an enormous undertaking and very complex. After this quote, the account um on Twitter at Zack Snyder Bible on Twitter tweeted, quote, reshoots slash additional photography looking more likely. They're not the only ones that are thinking this though. Grace Randolph who does uh, a, a YouTube show called Beyond the Trailer, and uh, she's a scooper. She recently tweeted, quote, this no reshoot story is not true. I've been told the cast contracts are extended. I, Jake, it, 
Honestly, last week I was thinking they've got to do reshoots. I've read what Slash Film has said. I've read about the rap is said. I've got to come out and now say that I don't think that reshoots are going to happen. But then on the flip side, when I'm hearing like it's not going to just be 30 million, that it could be upwards of 50 to 80 million now. I don't know. Like somebody. Not for HBO Max. Right? They're going to spend that much? Without reshoots? Oh, I, I know with they, reshoots. They, I, well, I know they've got to do, like, I know, like, with the footage that he has, they have to do color correcting because it's all in black and white. So, like, that'll be part of it. And then the there's... The ADR itself costs money. Just have the, the actors come in and do more ADR. Yes, they're not yes. going to do that for free. Right. And, like, but, yeah, on the flip side, I don't know if they're going to get Ben Affleck to suit up again as Batman. As no, much, I don't think he wants to very much. As much as I... Su- like said last week, like, you know, like he supported the Snyder cut. I don't know if they're going to get him back in the suit. Matt, what are you thinking? Like pretty, I, I, Matt, I, I firmly, like, I, I firmly believe you don't give a fuck about the Snyder cut. <laughs> um, uh, not really. Yeah. Um, my main feeling towards it is it, it smacks a little bit of a, um, rise of Skywalker vibe in that, Warner Brothers have listened to the fans' complaints about Justice League. Obviously, there are many. Yeah. And they are going to try and build a film that will satisfy the Snyder Cut demand, the people that are demanding the Snyder Cut, and it will satisfy the people that don't really care for the Snyder Cut. It will give everyone what they want so that they can shut everybody up and make a massive amount of money doing it. Mm. And I don't like that about this, the industry that they, that's now, the way the industry's going. I don't like this fucking pandering to people complaining. It's, it's gonna take away the, uh, just, it, yeah. It's just going to take away the, the interest of movies if, if everything is just going to be to but what see, people they're want. Bu- they're billing this as like, okay, now you're getting the creator's vision. We're Warner Brothers. We're the filmmaker's studio. But you won't. You're still going to get what, what everyone has said they want because you're never going to know, are you? Yeah, that's a good point. Same, same as, same as the Rise of Skywalker. We can sit there and go, oh, well, you know, yeah, it was, there was this, this was all right, that was all right, that was, is it coincidence that everything that happened in that movie was exactly what everyone had a problem with in The Last Jedi? No. You, no. No. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same with this. Is this going to be, oh, well, wow, every, that's everything I ever wanted in that movie. Well, is that because you told Isn't everyone that weird, that though? Isn't that weird, though, Matt, that, like, A New Hope was, like, everything, it felt like A New Hope, no, no, excuse me, The Force Awakens felt like it was everything it was course correcting the prequels um come on let's be let's be real let's be real here uh, how was it course correcting the prequels at the beginning of the movie max at the beginning of the movie max von Sydow says 
this, he says, I, I can't, I, I'm going to paraphrase, but like, he says, this will make things right. And he yeah, hands. This start to make things right is his exact words. Yeah. And he but hands Poe the it. chip. There's, there's mm-hmm. not a lot else in that movie that, that, it doesn't put anything right from the prequels. It felt, but it felt more. It, it was an apology. It, and it yes. Was kind of like it felt more trusted. Star Wars than anything else that we had gotten yeah, in the yeah. prequels other than just the fact that like this character is Anakin. This character is Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's lightsabers yeah. and all this other shit. Yeah, agreed. I'm so not. He's, he's, I, I, he didn't I don't do anything in that movie to, to to change, apart from just an apology. It didn't do anything to change. Right? No, no, no. I'm going back movie. to saying course correcting, to, to to fan pandering, to fan pandering, to fa- fandering is what I would like to. <laughs> I think I think it's a little bit different because you're you've got a massive course change in between the prequels and the and the and the the sequels. Yeah, yeah but here's the thing. That are fundamentally beautiful in between the two. So they don't need to course correct. The course correction was made in 1977. Here's the thing though. It's like I think with social media, people are able people are able to get their feelings out about like a certain movie a lot more vocally now yeah. than they were oh, back yeah, even when the prequels were coming out. So like when The Last Jedi comes out, when you've got fans that are vocal about like, I don't like this, this sucks. And then like, first off, you had JJ come in and do like this course correcting for like the prequels of fans that didn't like the prequels and I'm going to bring Star Wars back. And of course I'm just, I'm saying this as I'm throwing up quotations because like there are people that love the prequels. Jake, I have Jake, my fucking co-host, a fucking leftover loves the fucking prequel. Jake, you're not the only one. If I were to bring Jason Ward from making star Wars.net onto this podcast, uh, he would tell you that he loves the prequels. He loves them for what they are. They're from George Lucas. He loves them. And that's not bullshit. There are people that love the prequels. But like that felt to me like what the people that didn't like the prequels, it felt like The Force Awakens was a movie to kind of like course correct and bring the fandom back to like where it was. And then we come out with The Last Jedi, which was something completely different, which I absolutely loved. I love The Last Jedi. Love Ryan Johnson. I will always love Ryan Johnson. Love Knives Out. And then it felt like fans reacted on social media. And you can see those reactions very quickly and you can see those reactions on Reddit. And it felt like... it felt like the rise of Skywalker was kind of like the follow-up to the reaction of the last yeah, Jedi. It, it was the studio's <laughs> reaction. It, this is what it seemed like. And that's my point with, with the Snyder cut is, are we going to get his original vision? Yeah. Or are we going to get what the studio want you to believe is his original vision to make money? If and we, to, and to, to silence the, 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 the opposers to the original movie. Well, here's the thing. If we don't get Green Lantern showing up in this movie, then we're not getting the original vision. And, also, I think like if we don't get Martian Manhunter in this yeah. vi- in this version, we're not getting the original Snyder cut because th- that was confirmed. This is old news. I got it from CheatSheet.com, but this is old news. But it sounds like it's been confirmed now. Fans theorize that um, the character of General Swanwick 
who showed up in Man of Steel, played by Harry Lennox, when, and I remember when, 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 when Zack Snyder came out to Hall H in San Diego Comic Con and made the big announcement for Batman v Superman. Who did he come out there to quote the Dark Knight? The Dark Knight Returns. He, he brought out mm-hmm. Harry Lennox. Harry Lennox came out there and started quoting from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Started quoting that, uh, that, that, that comic book. And, um, Harry Lennox also starred as General Swanwick in Man of Steel. And it, it was theorized by fans that General Swanwick, played by Harry Lennox, was actually Martian Manhunter in disguise. Mm-hmm. And I that, remember that. Yeah. And it was, it, he was not in Justice League. Snyder eventually confirmed his cut would have revealed Swanwick as John Johns, Martian Manhunter. The character, uh, you know, the green skin character from Mars, um, He's 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 very much like Superman, the last of his kind. And if you watch Supergirl, you've you've seen the character appear in Supergirl. But um, is if we don't get Henry, uh, excuse me, Harry Lennox showing up as uh, Martian Manhunter, if we don't get you know Green Lantern popping up in this, then. Are we really getting the Snyder cut at this point? And like all the stuff that Kevin Smith has confirmed about the Snyder cut. If we don't get those things in this movie. uh, Yeah, it's a that's a great question. Are we really getting the Snyder cut at the end of the day? The way I see it, as you said said last week, Brian, is that he planned to do two Justice League movies. So the way I see it is if you don't get that stuff that you you know that should be in there, they'll just pass that off. Oh, well, that was going to be in number two and we can't do number two. So we're just finishing off number one. Yeah. So yeah. there'll be some bullshit because it won't be his original. It will be as close to it as they can get. But they need to satisfy the fans. And, and it sounds like that's money. what we're getting because it sounds like we're getting the original post credit scene with Deathstroke. It doesn't yeah. sound like we're getting a conclusion to the Snyderverse. Yeah. And, and, and I read this week, don't expect, Jake, I loved what you said last week about like Snyder spinoffs on HBO Max. I've read this week, don't expect spy, I, don't expect Snyder spinoffs in the future. This is it. This is it. Yeah, it just all depends, though. I mean, if this just hits the world by storm and has such a you know positive demand, there's money no talks. Be, money yeah, talks. Yeah. Bullshit walks. Especially, especially for Warner Brothers. Yeah, they're not We've leaving that money it. on the We've, table. No, not a chance. We've seen it for all everything recently that's come out of their studio has been to make money. They don't care about what they're doing. They haven't cared about what they're doing for years. It is just about making a movie that is going to make money as much as possible and as quickly as possible. That's why we got the Justice League we got. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, if they actually gave a fuck about what it was, they would have looked at that movie and gone, this looks terrible, scrap it, remake it. They like. Here's the thing. I love Zack Snyder's enthusiasm, but bro, slow your fucking roll. 
Yeah. Slow your roll. I thought like they started off great with announcing Batman v Superman. Yeah, I mean, they talked about how he went out and had dinner or coffee with Frank Miller, I believe, mm-hmm. to get inspiration. He he said all the right things to just get you so excited for the project. Like, even me, who was kind of jaded after Man of Steel, was still excited for the project. Yes, like, you he were. Was just saying all the right things. You were. You were. I, Dude, I fell into it. I fell into it. But, like, I was super surprised when you fell into the news. And that's one of the things that people need to real about, realize about pop culture leftovers is that when I don't care what it is, an announcement, an announcement, a movie that we've watched, a show that we've watched, Jake and I do not correspond and talk to each other about how we feel about news, about anything, about anything. Like, Jake, when, when me and you talk about stuff, it's not about, like, how did you feel? Uh, Jake, you watched Space Force this week. Did you like it? Like, I want that sh- – I, I want those fucking reactions to be organic on this fucking show that we're talking about them for the first time. And I remember after that San Diego Comic-Con announcement, I had no idea how you felt about the Batman v Superman announcement. And I was blown away the fact that you were still like kind of like looking forward to like this news. I was too, not surprising because I love Man of Steel. And, and then of course, then we get the fucking update as to what the title is going to be colon Dawn of Justice. And I was just kind of like, okay, all right. You've kind of hindered my expectations of this movie <laughs> with just the extension oh, yeah. of that fucking title because you're already giving away the ending. Um, but, but, uh, uh, Harry Lennox confirmed, he basically confirmed on Twitter that like, yeah, it, it sounds like there might be some footage that was reportedly filmed with him. And he says, because think about this. You're an actor. You filmed something for a movie and they didn't put it in that movie. How burn up are you at that point? Like you've got like you like I remember how Christopher Lee was super, super upset that he did not show up in the return of the king. He boycotted that film. Yeah. He did not. Oh yeah, he threw a fucking fit. Well, here's the thing: Christopher Lee was the only member of that. You might not think this is a big deal, but Christopher Lee was the only member of that cast that actually met Tolkien himself. Yeah. And so, didn't didn't they actually film that final scene that that should have had? um, Yes, it's in the and 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 Wormtail in where they destroy the Hobbiton. Yes, it's. Well, I don't know about that. That's not in the extended edition. No, no, it, it's never been released. But as far as Christopher Lee said, he, they did film it. Really? But, but the, the studio um, said it was such a fucking downer for the end of the movie, they couldn't put it in, so they had to change it. Well, they didn't even put in the stuff with him. And <clears throat> they didn't even fucking uh, put in uh, the defeat of Saruman in no. in the movie, which you can watch that in the extended edition. 
Yeah. That and, does seem crazy that they cut that stuff too, because he's such a major focal point in the first two movies. Yes, and that scene feels like such closure to some a storyline that you spend so much time with. And it's a great fucking scene. Yeah, it is a great scene. You've got well, yeah, in the Tower of Isengard again is really you, neat. You've got Pippin. For two movies. He's the he's the physical embodiment yes. of um, Sauron. Uh, Sauron. Yeah, you know that that's who he is. He's not. You, you don't even see when you never fucking see Sauron anyway, apart from the beginning um, the, introduction. Well, the reason I bring that up is because Harry Lennox, this is what he tweeted, and this was this is what makes me believe that Harry Lennox did film some stuff, maybe possibly as Martian Manhunter. He says he tweeted Justice League and the Snyder Cut. Things don't just happen. Things happen just so it's almost like he's saying, like, this is, this is just, this is, you know, this is, this is just, this is what should happen because this is, this is what we filmed. This is the vision. I was a part of that vision. Now you're going to get to see that vision. So I, I don't know. From that tweet, cryptically, I'm reading that his character of Swanwick was revealed as Martian Manhunter. We might get Martian Manhunter in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League Snyder Cut. That feels more likely than the Green Lantern stuff happening. I don't think he's really going to be stepping on any toes by showing some Martian Manhunter stuff. Whereas I, I, Warner Brothers probably doesn't want any Green Lantern confusion with the plans we know they have with the HBO Max series. Illuminerdy.com, which I don't know if I can trust them or not, but like they asked the same question that I asked on the show last week. And I asked, could the introduction to Green Lantern for the Green Lantern core series be in the Snyder Cut? Could they cast the Green Lantern that we're going to see in the Green Lantern core series coming to HBO Max? Could that be the same actor that we'll see in the Snyder Cut if they if Snyder decides and if Warner Brother gives them the OK to do that? I, mean, I, I asked that question last week. I said, like, could they do that? We know we're getting a Green Lantern core series. Could they just fucking introduce that actor into this HBO Max? All the hype. All the hype. Oh, here's your, here's the new Green Lantern. And then all of a sudden fucking like, okay, we're going to use the same actor in the Green Lantern core series. I, Jake, I'm just – I'm not saying like – I'm just throwing the question out there. I don't know. I don't know. No, I get it. I don't think that's the right decision. Could that happen? Yeah, it could happen. There's more than a 0% chance. Yeah. But I don't think that's the right decision. I, I think the right decision is to have this thing as separate as possible for any future projects you plan on doing. It is kind of fucked up to think about the fact that, like, if they introduce this Green Lantern in the Snyder Cut, he shows up in his own Green Lantern Corps series but then the movies that were once attached with the Snyderverse are made void. And yeah, I'll just say it. Let's say all those movies are made void by Flashpoint. Ugh. Then we get a new Green Lantern. Yeah, I'm just saying, Matt, I know it. 
I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. I will say it again. I do not hate DC. I love DC comics. Sure. I read them regularly. I really enjoy their story arcs. Their characters are great. And in many, in many cases, the comics are better. The stories are better than Marvel. But for fuck's sake, they need to slow the fuck down and do this properly. Scrap it all. Start again if they want to, which hopefully they're doing with the new Batman universe. Mm. But it just, it's just stupid. They don't, you know, Jake said it perfectly. They don't deserve Flashpoint. They haven't worked for that amazing story. And they can't do that. I mean, as far as the Green Lantern stuff goes, what are they going to do? They're going to have a couple of cutaway conversations between Alfred and the new Green Lantern, and then we won't see him again. What's he going to do? What's he going to bring to the movie if they can't then film a scene with him helping to bring back black black suit Superman to being Kal El again, which is what originally the rumor was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they can't do that because they can't reshoot that scene, what's the point in having them there? It, it it doesn't really make sense. I just, it's just a big clusterfuck. I, yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, I don't. I don't. At the end of the day, I, last week I thought reshoots were possible. Jake, I think this week that reshoots are not going to happen. I, I'm. I've had a yeah, little no. bit more time to think about it, and I've and I think that reshoots are not going to happen. I think Zack Snyder is stuck with like what he has. So he's gonna have to, you know, he'll, he'll do some ADR. Probably have Gal Gadot and, but I think it, I just can't see DC, Warner Brothers, I can't see Warner Brothers, like, I would hope that they would wanna keep Dark Side as kind of like a Thanos level villain that they could use like later on in the future, that they just wouldn't wanna like, do the Snyder cut on HBO Max and like, okay, no more, no more Thanos. Like, and w- do we know Ava DuVernay's plans for Thanos and New Gods? Is she, is she, is she, are we going to see Thanos and New Gods? Like, I would imagine that we would see Thanos and New Gods. Like, I don't know if it's going to be. Well, he's I, your draw character, isn't he? What's that? To, to, he's your draw character to anyone that doesn't know the, the, the lore of the comic. Yeah, yeah. Because people have seen him in Infinity War. Oh, look, Thanos. Let's see where he came from. Or uh, Darkseid. Darkseid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, Darkseid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Maybe. so, I, like, Darkseid showing up in New Gods makes sense to me. It makes sense to me that Darkseid would show up in New Gods. Like, you've got the old gods and versus the new gods. Dark side being one of the new gods. Yeah, that makes sense. At the end of the day, that's what it's going to be. Old gods versus the new gods. I can't imagine the story being anything else. Yeah, just I wonder how audiences are going to take to that story. I mean, yeah. those are hard characters to make people care about, I think, for that kind of a movie. Well, Marvel's doing the Eternals. So we'll we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, that Eternals feels like their most experimental movie since Guardians of the Galaxy One. I feel like if we gave 
the new god story to the DC animated crew that it would be a it would fucking they'd knock it out of the park. But if you give yeah. it, you uh, get, no question. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's going on with Henry Cavill as Superman? Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Um, this comes from uh, Dark Horizons the other day. Word. Uh, that Henry Cavill was in talks to return to the DC film universe as Superman, albeit in a limited capacity. We know his return won't be for a Man of Steel sequel, and no reshoots are planned for Zack Snyder's new cut of Justice League. So is it going to be a supporting role in Shazam 2, Black Adam, or Aquaman instead? It's not clear as yet, but several reports have cropped up since, which might go a little way to explaining just what he will be doing. Variety report. This is crazy. We've got different reports from three different outlets. Listen to this. Variety reporter Justin Kroll got the ball rolling with a tweet saying, Cavill's return is only a cameo and would likely have him appearing in a film where he has previous ties with the title character, Aquaman Shazam. Sources say not for Black Adam or Wonder Woman. New Man of Steel film, Still way off, with no certainty Henry would return to star. Soon after, Deadline posted an article confirming Kroll's tweet, but leaves the door open for Black Adam. Today, though, ComicBook.com has posted its own report, which indicates a different story according to their sources. Quote, Cavill Superman will operate in a similar capacity to Marvel's use of Nick Fury and the Hulk appearing in films for a supporting role or even smaller cameos. The future of Cavill's Superman has not yet been fully decided, and it sounds like Warner Brothers and DC Comics are still figuring out where the character best fits in upcoming films. The site also indicates the new deal is part of the reason that Cavill appeared on director Zack Snyder's live stream rewatch of Man of Steel last week. Whatever Cavill's future in the role is, we should know relatively soon. So three different reports, one saying that he was going to show up possibly in a cameo role in a film where he has previous ties, Aquaman, of course, he knows Jason Momoa's Aquaman, worked with him in the Justice League, and Shazam, there was the cameo, which was not a cameo of Henry Cavill, but just we saw the cameo of the suit at the end of the movie. Uh, then Deadline says that it could be Black Adam where he shows up. Now, I've dug deep. I have dug deep to figure out what the fuck is going on here. And this is a stretch. And this is, I'm guys, I don't know. This is very unverified. It's a Reddit post. And it comes from somebody that goes by Darius McGee on Reddit. And take this with a huge grain of salt. Um, but it's got some traction on Reddit. And this person, it's on DCEU Leaks. And they say, I have a source but I have absolutely no way of making sure they're legit. I'm just repeating what I'm told. Darius McGee is not my real name. My source requested I use it a false alliance. Elias. Uh, now on to the info. I'm being told that partially due to fan support, 
Warner Brothers has regained their faith in Henry Cavill's Superman and are currently thinking of ways to put him in several of their upcoming movies. They are also taking pitches for a new solo film, which won't serve as a direct sequel to 2013's Man of Steel, but will feature the same version of Superman established by that movie. The first movie Warner Brothers is planning on putting Superman in is next year's Black Adam. The studio is considering two options. Number one, put him in a post-credit stinger. Number two, give him an extended cameo scene in which he helps the present-day Justice Society fight Black Adam. Either way, this will not be the final showdown between two characters, and Shazam 3 is currently being planned as the big showdown between Superman, Shazam, and Black Adam. As for 2022's The Flash, Warner Brother. Warner Brothers has a much bigger role in mind for Superman. Director Andy Muschietti has an idea that involves replacing Wonder Woman and Aquaman's original Flashpoint roles with an evil, horror-tinged Superman similar to what we would have seen if Zack Snyder's vision had been fully accomplished. Cavill is pretty much guaranteed to reprise his role in Shazam 2. Uh... Which, okay, hold on here. I lost it. Uh, which will show him mentoring Shazam and help and helping him fight new and dangerous enemies. It will set up a brand new direction for su- future Superman films. In terms of, of a solo film, Warner Brothers is currently accepting new ideas and trying to get Cavill on board. And a 2023 release date is likely. I don't know about any of this. <laughs> I don't know about any of this. Yeah, it, it, it's that's a lot to take in. Um, one thing that makes it sound plausible to me is I don't think Cavill is interested in just doing stinger moments in movies. So if he was willing to do that, like just appear in a scene or a post credit scene, I think it would have to lead up to like something you described or some ultimate payoff where he would be a main player in a Shazam sequel. And this kind of idea isn't completely unheard of. I I think the comics and the cartoons have played with this being kind of a big main event comic book match as well. And and I think I kind of like the idea of it the more I think about it. It feels like a good way to keep Superman away from, like, Batman, a character who he really doesn't mesh as well with in these kind of movies, and have him in his own little thing where he's fighting Shazam and Black Adam. Like, that... That to me makes a lot of sense, and I could see it being really easy to write really awesome action sequences with the three of these characters going at each other, and way less laughable than how the movies kind of like make Batman fighting Superman scene. Like this just seems way more plausible and realistic. Yeah, you're saying so. Like basically, the power set between Black Adam, Shazam, and and Superman just seems like it's more of a of a good fit. There's just a lot more to do with it. Yeah, it's a better fit. There's a lot more to do with it. It, it kind of separates Superman from this other kind of writing style that really doesn't suit his character as much. Sure. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, 
how does Batman defeat Superman? Oh, kryptonite. Right? I mean, come on. Like, well, yeah. how many other ways yeah. can you fucking he can he can make a fucking kryptonite batarang? He can make a, a kryptonite whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying the characters can't be written well together. There's sure. been plenty of times that yes. they are. Yeah, um, but like we've, I, I love the but, Joe Kelly stuff he did with them. I love the Jeff Loeb stuff. I. But we've read but, that stuff, right? Yeah, and I think it'd be a major boost to Shazam. On top of, I just don't see Henry Cavill giving a fuck about doing any of this if at the end of the day it doesn't mean a, a starring role for him. I don't think he's coming to do Warner Brothers favors and just film a couple post credit scenes. Uh, film film some Shazam one in the first place. Film some fucking cameos to be replaced in Flashpoint. Yeah, I don't think he's signing up for that. I the think same guy, up- the same guy that fucking got on fucking Instagram and, uh, you know, held up a fucking Superman figure, basically telling people like, hey, I'm still here to fucking play Superman. Like he's like he's basically giving up the mantle, you know, just to play a couple cameos, just that, just so they can fucking use him as filler until they fucking flashpoint him and replace him. Yeah, he's not going to help that plan. I, that just makes no sense to me. And he's a smart enough guy that he wouldn't do that. I think that's half the reason he wasn't in the Shazam post credit sequence. Matt, what, do you give a fuck? Do you care if Matt, uh, if uh, Henry Cavill comes back as fucking Superman? I personally, I don't think that. I don't think that they've given him a fair shake. And I want to see that. I want to see. I want to see what fucking Cavill, what Cavill can do outside. Of what Zack Snyder, and I, I'm not saying I, I hate Zack Snyder. I love Zack Snyder. I will watch Watchmen a hundred million fucking times. Love that fucking movie. I love Man of Steel. I'm just saying, like, they haven't given Henry Cavill direction as Superman under a different director other than Zack Snyder. Do we pull the plug on him? Think about this for a fucking second. We're in the year 20 fucking 20 and the last Superman movie we fucking got Superman alone Superman standalone movie we got was 20 fucking 13 seven years ago. It's crazy, isn't it? It is nuts. Absolutely crazy. I would. I mean, I, I. I don't particularly mind whether they replace Henry Cavill or not. He's. He's never been Superman to me yet. I'm. You know. He just hasn't. Has he gotten a, a fair? Has he gotten a fair? Can I ask you this question? Direction. Can I ask you yeah, this question real quick? Has he gotten a fair shake though? No, because he hasn't had the right direction. But if they replace him, you're not going to fucking lose your shit either. I'm not going to complain. I think he. I think he. He, do, he does deserve a shot. I really do because I think he could be good. You know, it, it's it's amazing. Even just for that short little snippet at the end of Justice League where he's he's racing the Flash. Yeah, that, and it's a terrible movie. But there's there's odd snippets in there where you can see what I always think Superman should be like. Where he's he's more optimistic. He's hopeful. He's got a smile on his face. Yeah. He's, you know, he's not dark and brooding and miserable and oh wow, woe me me and my powers. He is he is the bright light on our planet in the comics and that's how he should be and that's how he was in the Christopher Reeve movies. Yeah. And that's it, you know, even like I say fucking Superman returns. And I think Henry Cavill deserves deserves a shot to bring that Superman to life. And I think he can do it. But he needs a better director. How does Superman shave? With a kryptonite razor. 
I, dude, I, I, Jake, how does crypto, how does Superman shave? How does Superman shave? Maybe with his own eye lasers? That's we'll what find I, out. I, thought it, though, we? I feel like, okay, I read a comic, I feel like I read a comic years ago where like he fucking, he had, I remember Superman had a beard and I think he shaved, correct me if I'm wrong people, but I feel like he took like a mirror and he fucking used his eye lasers and it bounced back and he fucking shaved it off with his fucking you could be right. Eye lasers. We've, we'll find out in the Snyder Cut because obviously Black Suit, Black Suit Superman had the beard. Yes, yeah. So there'll be a shaving scene in that. I don't know. I don't know, Jake. I'm torn on this. I'm torn on this. Like I, I could, like I, I love Henry Cavill. I loved him in Mission Impossible. Oh, he was superb in Mission Impossible. Fantastic. He, he was. He had that. That jovialness in there yeah that he needs to he can do that yeah not that he's a shit actor he can do that quite well and he did it in 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 stardust when he was in that i mean it was only a small part but he had that kind of that jollier attitude and he can bring that to the screen if he can do that as superman i think he could be a good superman yeah i I just i think that you've got to get him out of the I think you've got to get him in a in a new solo movie. You've got to get him out of the direction of Zack Snyder. Get him under mm-hmm. somebody else. But I don't know if I'm going to be. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be picketing if they replace him. To be quite honest with you, uh, but a part of me wants to see him get a get a fair shake at this yeah. before they. At the end of the day, I yeah. don't care who plays Superman. I just want. It to be the Superman we deserve as yes. well. It, he needs to be that that light and that you know confident character that he's always been. Yeah, yeah. and not this old you know dark brooding. You know that's the Dark Knight. That's that's Batman's job, not right. Superman. They've always been the yin and the yang. Yeah, of of the DC world, and you've you've got the dark and brooding. You've got the light and and hopeful. And that's, well, that's what that I, that, that's what I always hoped for for the first Man of Steel movie. Like yeah. Zack Snyder was just gonna like give us this like, he, okay, here's what he did. He gave us this take of like an alien here feeling different, and then by the end of the movie, I felt like going into like whatever next movie they gave us, we'd get a completely different Superman. A more yep. positive and happy Superman. Cause even at the end of that movie, like, he's like, he's talking to like this woman in the military. I don't know if she's like a, you know, like a, you know, a private or whatever or whatever. And he's talking to her and she says something about him being cute and he kind of like smiles or whatever and then yep. flies away. And I was like, okay, I get it now. This was, this was the journey. Everybody's got like their, everybody has their fucking, like, they've got their journey that they go through. This was, this was his. Like, this was like, um, his adversity that he went through. Yep. And like, now we're gonna get, now we're gonna get the Superman that we know. Yep. And that's not what happened. Like, they, they don't, they <laughs> fucked that up completely in, yep. in the next movie. Like that, and, and, and I was, I was totally wrong to think about, to think that. I, that's what I thought. I thought, 
I thought by the next movie that we see Superman in, we're going to get like that. We're going to get like that, you know, truth, justice, the American way. We're going to get, we're going to get that Superman now. Snyder just wanted to show us like what it would be like for an alien to be on this planet now in today's time. And I was like, okay, that's fucking, that's cool. That's interesting. Okay. Now next movie, you're going to give us like the Superman that we know and we love. That's not what happened. I was I I got suckered into that. I was one hundred percent wrong. Yeah, and um, we need we need a director. We need a writer to get us back there. Like that's what I think. What's so beautiful about the MCU is the fact, like when they gave us Captain America, we've always gotten who I think Captain America should be. Yeah, the, the, yeah his full personality should always been there. We so, don't, yeah, yeah. Like, why get ex- say, even with different writers and directors? There was never this giant, unbelievable tonal shift, with right? The character. Why get experimental with Captain America? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a perfect handoff, even from like Joe Johnston to like the Russo brothers. It was there was never this great character kind of like, okay, we're gonna go from like you know Captain America, the first Avenger, to the Winter Soldier. But we're totally, we're drastically going to change Cap and how he acts in this second movie. Yeah, like, I think even Whedon did a good job with it in Avengers 1. Yes. Setting a lot of the foundations for kind of the jokes that we would do with Cap with all the future movies. Here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, the only, the only character change and the only tonal change in Cap is, is his... his uh, obedience changes. Yes. So rather than him taking orders and doing what he's told, his belief he system. His belief yeah. system never changed. Absolutely. No, but he he's, he he does start to question what he's doing and yes. whether he's doing it for the right reasons or for the wrong reasons. Because obviously, you know, you start getting capitalism involved as the as the age, the decades went past when he yeah. was sleeping. But here's the but thing. But that's like, all. You don't get any any other character changes. With Superman, we kept waiting for like the actual character to change and be like more like the Superman that we loved from the comics and from uh, from the Christopher Reeve films, and it just didn't happen. So, like, is it too late? Is it too late for Cavill to be who we always kind of like? hope that that character would turn into with his representation or is it time to just let's flashpoint the shit out of this fucking whole universe well you could flashpoint it and still keep Cavill yeah because you know if yeah. you go back and you but change Snyder's, but Snyder's fla- vision so that he doesn't if, let the kids die if they flashpoint it we're not getting Affleck as Batman we're getting Pattinson yeah if he is introduced into this whole universe now. So you're right though. Like not everything has to change. Like right. well, they're not going to change Gal Gadot, are they? They're not going to change That's Gal Gadot. In way. Like even in the comics, when they have crisis or when they have new 52, they kind of keep what works and make yeah. new what doesn't. They'd be fucking idiots to change Gadot and, and Momoa. Well, fucking like the whole shit. Just think, think about this. With Flashpoint, can they even use Ezra Miller at this point to fucking be the catalyst for this whole thing after what's been going yeah, on in the news? With yeah, him. well, they still haven't made a statement about that. They, they haven't made a statement about it. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This, 
it's it's like I want to say everything at DC is a mess, but on the flip side, it's like uh, I did love I, I loved Shazam. I yep. loved fucking. Okay. Y- you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed Shazam. I I, I quite enjoyed Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed Aquaman too. I, I didn't, I, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, but god damn it, I can't sit here and tell you that I didn't enjoy watching Jason Momoa have a blast making that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I love the much hated Birds of Prey. <laughs> I loved yeah, it. Yeah, Birds of Prey I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed it as well. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I think that, uh, you know, it, it's hit and miss. It's hit and miss with everybody. And like, I don't hate. God damn it! I know there's people that hate Birds of Prey. I mean, fucking. I was on a. We were doing like one of these fucking um, uh, group chats or something last week, and we had Eric Marable on. We had a bunch of people on, and I, I joined up. And and um, Eric Marable fucking hates uh, Birds of Prey, dude. I found out. I'm not gonna mention this person it's a leftover army member does visual effects for she found our podcast because she wanted to know what people were thinking like what was going to happen in avengers endgame because this person she did visual effects for that movie so she was curious and she knew what was going to happen. She knew all the spoilers about Avengers Endgame. I joined this chat and started talking. This person was on there. Um, person, not this person that listens is a fan of the show is not, um, does not listen from America from a completely different country, but she, I'll only let you know her gender, but she has signed like NDAs on all these movies and like, if you go to this person's IMDb, she has worked on some incredible fucking movies. I cannot believe she's been in the industry for 15 years. She worked on Endgame, um, and knew like knew all the spoilers for Endgame. Jake, we did like a like a possible spoiler episode, I guess, for Endgame. So she listened to our episode uh, because she was curious, like, what people were thinking. And now she's a fan of PCL. Um, talk to her on the chat and I'm sitting, Jake, I'm humbled by this. Like, I, like you got, like people have oh, yeah, no, too. that's wild. People have no fucking idea. Like I don't, I do not think highly of myself. I do not think that I'm anything special. Um, I work a regular job just like everybody else. I have a boss that fucking tells me what to do and I just, I get on here and I talk and sometimes people listen and sometimes people like it. But to fucking hear that somebody fucking like that works on these movies that I love, somebody that somebody that, that somebody that's working on a Marvel movie that's coming out in the future, in the near future, and like possibly no spoilers about you know like the the upcoming you know Phase Four, and um, it's just it's just like um, it's 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 unreal to me that. Um, I don't know, Jake. It's just unreal that any, it's unreal that no, anyone, it. it's, it's unreal that anyone listens to this to begin with. 
Yeah, but then someone that has such a resume, yeah, like, that's completely surreal. Yeah, that's involved in such big products and is in yeah. like such a position of no that we could never be in. Yeah, and still gets enjoyment from listening to our stupid blabbering right. about right, it. Right, right, because like, we don't know what the fuck's going on. For all I know. This person's working on the fucking Snyder Cut. Could be working on the Snyder Cut in the future. Like, for all I know, I have no idea. Well, we like this person, so hopefully they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Like, oh, dude. Dude, like, I knew this person because, like, when I was back on Facebook, this person would respond to all the martial arts fucking movies that I would watch. And I was just like, holy shit, this person's into martial arts. I had no idea this person was in the industry. Yeah, that's wild. It's crazy they were able to keep that under the wraps for so long, too. You know what, Matt? Mm-hmm. I'm glad there was a day that you found us, you son of a bitch. Oh, uh, well. I'm glad I found you, too, because you guys have, uh, yeah, well, helped me through a lot of shit over the past you or so I fucking dude I fucking I fucking love you and I hope that one day that I can fucking meet you in person and shake your hand give you a fucking hug I'll tell you that Definitely. much because Definitely. I seriously I fucking there's there's like you listeners have no fucking idea what you've done for us I get on here and I give you shit I fucking I read your emails I fucking crack wise and I do all this fucking shit and I act like a, I, I act like an asshole a lot of the time. But on the flip side, I want you to let you know, like when you send these positive emails and you say these nice things, it, it is such an uplifting thing to me. I'm not used to praise. I'm not used to praise. And so thank you. I want to thank everybody that listens that says nice things. I'm not used to praise. I didn't grow up listening to praise when I was a kid. And, um, I'm not gonna, God, I'm not gonna get into all that fucking shit. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Oh, the alcohol. Yeah, I, 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 it's, a, it's a fucking alcohol. It's a fucking alcohol talking right now. But I'm just gonna say, I didn't look. I, I didn't grow up listening to a bunch of fucking praise. And so when I do get it, I, it, from you, it's fantastic. And I love it. And you guys have done so many things. You've changed my life. You've changed Jake's life. You guys have like you guys have done so many things for us. I love the fucking videos. I miss those fucking videos. I'm like the fucking uh, we got the last video we got was the Thanksgiving video. It was beautiful. I fucking love videos. Thank you so much for everybody that's fucking participated in a fucking video for us. And God damn, I don't want to suck everybody's dick because then everybody's gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like that creep that one dick. Yeah, I'm going to be like that creepy fucking stalky fucking needy clingy bitch that fucking – I don't want to be that fucking bitch, that clingy bitch that fucking – Oh, please. <laughs> I don't – you know what I mean? You know what I mean? God damn it. I want to act like that fucking bitch that don't give a fuck, but you're going to flower me with attention anyway. You know what I mean? I want to – dude, I want to be that fucking badass cunt. You know what I mean? I want to be that. I want to be that badass bitch. She knows these. She she's the fucking shit, and she's her fucking pussy is made out of fucking silk, and it smells like a fucking flower, and uh, and people. <laughs> what am I talking about? 
I have no idea. She's she's a woman who knows what she wants. And gets she's a woman that fucking yeah. She knows she's the fucking. I don't want to sound like some fucking needy bitch that fucking her house smells like fucking cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dear. Yeah, we're done. Right, Matt? This is it, right? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Matt says he's ready for two more hours. That's what yeah, I... Yeah, what, 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 Have you got any more news stories, Jake? Oh, fuck me. Uh, let me check. We got this covered. <laughs> Jake's got this covered. <laughs> Uh, all I got, all I got is like, they're saying that the production value on the Green Lantern series and the Justice League Dark series is gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, it's not gonna be like a CW type show. They're gonna, it's not gonna, it's, it's not gonna have those kind of, kind of like network constraints that they're gonna put a lot more into it. That it's gonna have a bigger budget and it's, it's going to be... It, it, don't expect CW level. So it's going to be more HBO kind of level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It was during an interview with Business Insider HBO Max content chief Kevin O'Reilly offered a comment on both shows saying they will have more in common with premium cable and streaming production values than network ones. He said uh, Greg, and he's talking about Greg Berlanti, has done a lot of really quality DC fare for the CW. These will not be that. These will be next step up in production value. You can expect the highest level of cinematic production values on those shows. And that's the same for the projects we've announced with JJ. So, yeah. <laughs> I love the burn of promising fans they won't be C- CW level production. Yeah, what's fucked up is Yikes. Dude, they were fucking like when when uh, uh, Supergirl was with uh, CBS, they were spending a million dollars per episode, which is like yeah, it, it looked it. You could tell it was it, that first season was the best looking CW show. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't even CW; it was on CBS at that point. Oh, that's <laughs> why it was the best looking CW. Show. <laughs> they were dropping, they were dropping a million dollars on each episode. Which, like, I know it's not, a, it, I know it's not Game of Thrones. I know it's not The Mandalorian, but, but still, you know, a million dollars per episode isn't still a lot of money. Yeah, it, it looked it. It paid off. I mean, it did not pay off actually, but. You know, no, in the long run, but the first season was still good. You know how much I drop on these episodes? Mm, three buck fifty. A fucking deuce when I take a shit after I get done. <laughs> 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 that shit you've been holding in for six hours. <laughs> Tell him. Uh, Matt Kirby, I fucking love you, you son of a bitch. I fucking I love you. Love you. I fucking love you. <laughs> I love the day that fucking Matt Kirby came into my goddamn world. I love the day that Matt Kirby came into my world. I'll say it again. You can sit here and say, oh, he's bullshitting. He's bullshitting. I'm telling you, my life is better having knowing that you are in it and that you are a part of my life now. And that, that, that is the God, that is the goddamn honest truth. I'm not sitting here and I'm not bullshitting you. This is not bullshit. There's, there are people out there that fucking, they need to know that there's Matt Kirby out there 
and Matt Kirby exists, and Matt Kirby is a fucking good dude. Don't you agree, Jake? Matt Kirby's a good no, fucking 100%, dude. 150%. Matt, you I'll can, break Matt. Yeah, you can, Matt Kirby, you can sit here and you can fucking like shake that off and be like, eh, hey, whatever. It's fucking 100% the fucking truth. My life is better knowing that you're in it. That's true. That's truth. That's Thank truth. You. That's truth. You're a good guy. Thank you. I'll try. Well, <laughs> so modest. No, it's true. It's fucking true. All I can do is try to be a good person because I do pride myself on being honorable and and a good listener and there for people. So it's nice to know that I do make a difference. Occasionally. Matt Kirby, you're a good person and you're not you're not going to bullshit people either. If you don't fucking like something, you're going to fucking let people know. You're not going to fucking bullshit, man. And I fucking like. It's, 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 sometimes it drives me crazy, but I love it. I love it because you're you're fucking real. You're fucking real. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna no seriously, Jake. There's no way that I'm gonna fucking get Matt Kirby on an episode and have him rave about how excited he is for like the Snyder Cut. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna no, happen. No, but he's real. No, and Matt, I mean, Matt likes some of the DC movies quite a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah. he's a DC hater. It's true. You know? That's true. He probably has more experience reading the comics as of late than we do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, guys. Oh, my God. Matt, dude. What, how can people, how can people follow you? Can they do, do you want, they, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I've got, yeah, my, my, no, I don't want anyone following me. There you go. Dude, that's, that, man of mystery. Dude, yeah. that's, I mean, I've got my, I've got a couple of Instagrams, but they're just not worth worrying about. And other than that, I don't do a lot at the moment. I'm just sort of, find me on Facebook, hit me up if you want me to, for anything. I don't know. Oh my Whatever. God. Jake, he's so fucking cool, dude. I'm the coolest. That is so fucking cool. Ah, I love it. No, dude, I'm not even bullshitting right now. Like, I think it's so fucking cool when people don't give a fuck. That's hot. Good luck trying to find me. Good luck trying to fucking... Oh. Anyway. oh my god, that's hot. That's like when people, that's like, that's like, that's like when, like, 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 like people are like, just like, dude, fucking, yeah, I really enjoyed listening to this guy. I wonder, what's going on in this guy's life? And they're like, but they don't, they can't fucking find you, dude. That's hot. Oh, uh, you, you both know what I'm like. I've not got a massive social media thing anyway. I don't, I try not to post on Facebook because I don't want to get into arguments with yeah, people. I and I it. just, you know. I left the I left the fucking leftover army Facebook page back when it was cool to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the first to leave. I fucking I was gone. I just yeah, I I don't care about all that bullshit, but if someone legitimately wants to talk to me, they can find me on Facebook and hit me I, up with a message. Dude, I dropped that shit. Dude, I dropped that shit too. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I yeah, I don't want like I I don't I don't want to spark arguments on social media. Like you, exactly. Like, you'd think that I would with all the shit that I say on this podcast, but like on the flip side, like on social media, I like I just want to I want to say <laughs> I want to say fucked up shit, but I don't want to listen to your fucked up shit cuz <laughs> so. a 100%. I I just don't I don't like 
to spark controversy <laughs> yeah. and, and, and arguments. Because there's yeah. no point in them. You're, if, you, if you've got an opposing view to me, you're, I'm not going to win you over. Yeah. So let's just not argue about it because that I makes agree. the world a worse place. I agree. Especially, like, when it comes to politics, that's why we don't talk politics on this show. I try not to talk politics and religion on this show because mm. I, I don't want to get into arguments with people because I feel no, like... It's not worth it. It's not worth it, but, like, <laughs> you know, like, but I will talk about, like, how I feel about certain things in pop culture because... But like, I don't, like, how can you hate somebody? Like, I don't get, like, how can you hate somebody because they didn't like such and such movie? Like, yeah, yeah. We get that enough, let alone yeah. we're talking about politics and religion. Right. Exactly. 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 So I, I try to keep it at movies. So, you know, I guess, like, if at the end of the day, if you hate the way I feel about a movie or react about a movie or Jake reacts or feels about a movie or whoever, whatever guests we have on, um, I guess that's better than politics and religion because, like, you know, I, I just don't – I don't even want people to know. But people still have problems with it, don't they? I, they do. Dude, oh, I mean, yeah. oh, yeah, still. I remember and, – and it was – you know, it was the, the classic for me that – I hated Wonder Woman, and I, everyone knows that. Yeah, fine, doesn't matter. And so did my wife at the time. We we both came out of the cinema and went, "That's fucking awful. That's an awful film." I was because I was I recorded with the supercast that yep, night. I remember, and I was scared. I said to I said to to David and David on text message, David Isaac. I said, "I, I don't want to do it." Because yeah. my views that are that bad, and I knew that there would be DC people out there that would have problems about it. Mm-hmm. And then I did get people that were having a go about having a go at me about it because I was woman hating and I was being sexist. And that, it, no, I just didn't like that fucking movie. That doesn't mean that you're fucking sexist. Oh, of course it doesn't. But that's the sure. narrow mindedness. I know. It? If you don't like something, if you didn't like Black Panther, you're racist. If you didn't like Wonder Woman, you're you're sexist. It's the narrow-mindedness yeah. of people, and, and that's it. what I can't deal with. So I just walk away from it. My views are my views, and you're not going to change my mind, and I'm not going to try and change your mind. Yeah. I didn't, it's not worth it. I didn't like Atomic Blonde, and I'm going to stick to that. You know what? I fell asleep about 15 minutes into that movie, and I've never gone back to it. Right. <laughs> but but it doesn't mean that I'm sexist. Like, oh, and I didn't doesn't. like I didn't like Ghostbusters answer the call, but it doesn't mean that I'm sexist. It just means that I didn't like that movie. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep shit fucking real. I, you know what? Fucking tell you what, though. I fucking love Black Panther. Oh, my God. Yeah, Black Panther, Jake, 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 Black Panther's so good. I think, I think even a racist would fucking love that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think it would make a racist see the error in his ways. Seriously, I think the Grand Wizard of the KKK, I think the Grand Wizard of the KKK, he, he would take off that fucking ridiculous fucking bullshit he wears and fucking that robe and that fucking whatever the fuck shit he fucking wears on his head. He would take that off and be like, oh my God, Wakanda forever. 
You know what I'm saying? Throw the throw those clothes right into the burning cross. Fuck it. Made. Yes. Wakanda forever, racist never. <laughs> yes. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Black Panther is fucking awesome. If you don't like Black Panther, yep. there's something wrong with you. It's yeah, so, so good. <laughs> you're racist. <laughs> All right, all right, guys. Matt Kirby, D- Matt. It's yeah. I was I. You know what? I was I was hesitant to invite you on this show. <laughs> no, no, because you hadn't been podcasting in a while, and I didn't know if you'd say yes or not, and I didn't want to be rejected. I don't like being rejected. Oh, and but you know what? You said yes. You came. You saw, you saw, you conquered Venavitavici, you fucking kicked ass. I fucking love you, you son of a bitch. Thank you for coming on this episode. Thank you for having me. I had a blast as always. I love having you on. All right. It was nice. This was my first, first proper episode. You've never done a proper episode as opposed to like a movie episode? We've done, so we've done three Star Wars episodes. Yeah. We did, um, this is the first episode, the proper episode I've done with you and Jake. Because otherwise, Jake hasn't been here, so we didn't do an iTunes. This is the first, like, full everything episode. Jesus Christ. Jake, what the fuck, man? What are we... Yeah. What, what, no, what kind of bullshit are we pulling over here? <laughs> it's because we need Matt for the big guns. He, he, the proper episode, that's small potatoes bullshit. I don't... Seriously, listeners, like, you're listening right now, and you're like, oh, I didn't like this episode. Fuck you. I had a great time. <laughs> No, fuck them. Fuck you and your non-enjoyment listening bullshit. I enjoyed this episode because I got to talk to Matt Kirby and I had fucking Jake on this episode. Dude, this is a... I had a fucking blast. I don't give a fuck. And that's what it's all about. This one was fantastic. PB Max's shit. Shave your balls. Yeah. Guys, just like all good leftovers say in the doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. What's up? What what do we do? What's episode? Are we on 3.30? What's the next episode, Jake? 3.36? No, don't ask me. I don't know. 3.35 and that next week. Hold on. What are we on? This is 3.34. No, no. This is 3.34. Hold on. Yeah. Kevin yeah, Shanks. Right. Kevin Shanks was on three thirty three. We had Willie and Neil on three thirty four. Oh, no, this is three thirty five. This is three thirty five. Uh, Next week will be three thirty. Professional. This show's professional as fuck, guys. I know. We wait till the end of the episode to figure this out. I know. Three. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> The worst thing is when everyone hears this, they'll already know because the woman at the beginning would have told them what number it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, at this point, going, how can you say the show? How can you say the show is anti-feminist when you have a woman at the beginning of the show telling you what episode it is? <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right. If you didn't understand what I was saying, I was saying that's all I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> Tell the goose to shut up, Brian. Shut up! <laughs> Matt Kirby, you're fucking awesome. Jake, thank you for being my co-host. I'm glad I met I you. Know it. I talked to somebody this week about you and uh, another podcaster. I talked to them about you, and I said when we first met, 
we were just acquaintances. We didn't even know each other. But you know what, Jake? Me and you have formed a fucking friend. Jake, you're like one of my best friends in the whole fucking world. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> Very much the same. It's crazy. Podca- yeah. You know, Within the first 20 episodes, you would never even imagine or guess that would happen. Exactly. And now it's like, all right, let's save it for episode 400. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. What's up? What's up? acceptance speech, Brian. Fucking hell. (laughs) What's up with all the dick suck in this episode? All right, guys. Just like all good leftovers say in the doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you you next week with episode 330, whatever the fuck. See ya. Later, y'all. Slurp. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Do we love it? Hey, let's make some clean, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing that is pop culture leftovers. Podcast that original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and do the shaft the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, clean erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said Leftovers sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.